Good evening, ballers. So I try my best. Leon Tompkins impersonation, not very good. But you are listening to the Step Back uh, Basketball Podcast right here live on Facebook from the Basketball Life uh, Facebook group, the best basketball Facebook group on the planet. And with me, as always, is Jacob Moses. Jacob, how you doing? I'm doing good, my brother. Thank you for hosting this, you know. Gotta fill some big shoes in my brother Leon, but I'm pretty sure you can handle it on episode 67, the Taj Gibson edition. Oh, yeah. Is he number 67 now? Yes, on the next. Yes, he was. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, when you're a bum, you have to get those higher numbers, I think. But uh, well, Luca, I'm hey, Luca 77. That's okay. He's European, man. That's how the hockey players do it. He's the, <laughs> he's the exception to the rule. You saw Luca. Speaking of Luca, 48 big points, huh? In the Olympics. Yes, he did. He, he balled out, man. That's. He said it was a lot easier to score in Europe than it was in the U.S. He's talking nonsense. <laughs> uh, Kawhi was clamping him. He wasn't saying that. He was wanting to the rest. Stop. <laughs> hey, man. That's no way to talk about the uh, the real MVP of this past season, okay? At least my MVP. Um, but, uh, no, it's uh, – and also we're on the heels of uh, Giannis. Speaking of international uh, basketball, Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks winning the – uh, NBA Finals last week, uh, Bucks and Six, uh, as the Chris Paul goes uh, championship less again. Uh, Jacob, I guess before we start the show, will Chris Paul ever win a championship at this point of his career? Ah, uh, man, it's it's hard to say because that was his best chance up 2-0. It sucks, but that that was his narrative. You know, you get your leads in the playoffs and you can't finish the job, and that might have been his last shot because of the run that Phoenix made. I I don't know if they can do that again. I mean. Especially with all the teams getting hurt, like, you know, Kawhi getting hurt and just so many things happening with injuries and COVID or whatever. It it was a perfect time. It was a perfect storm for them to make their little run and they should have did it. But yeah, it's a shame because uh, we every time I go on this show, uh, I share my love of Chris Paul and, I, and I'm very uh, always sur- pleasantly surprised how much you uh, and Leon like Chris Paul. And it's a shame that. He's, he's going to be turning into a Charles Barkley. Great player, probably one of the best point guards that ever uh, walked this planet, but doesn't have a championship ring. So everything he does is like null and void at this point. Speaking of Leon, Leon, good evening, my brother. Thank you for allowing me to host tonight. Appreciate it. And Jacob uh, is off screen now, but we are here talking about the 2017 NBA draft. Felipe, why are you talking about the 2017 NBA draft? It's 2021. Well, it's been four years. Uh, I'm a firm believer that you don't, you know, usually when coaches get hired, general managers get hired, or when a player gets drafted, everybody says, oh, well, you know, you got to give this guy at least five years, six years to kind of get his feet wet or yeah, his feet wet and get his uh, bearing straight and let him uh, acclimate himself. But Jacob, we're finding out that's not the case now, is it? You don't get five years at all. No, nah, you get about three before we start. If you're lucky. Yeah, very true. Yeah, and it, but there's also something uh, uh, Pollyanna about the number four in sports. There's four-year high school, four-year uh, college. Back in the day, mm-hmm. you had to do four years in college before you make it to the NBA or even consider being drafted by the NBA. Uh, the Olympics are on right now. There's four years in between Olympics. Mm-hmm. So it's really like – and back in my day, you used to have – people talking oh yeah he has five seven years to get this stuff on the road or uh for this prospect to turn into something and even in baseball nowadays if you don't do anything within like the three or four years you're gone or mm-hmm. 
they're already I and mean, you as a Knicks fan, you would know they're, they're already talking about plan C, D and E for the next rebuild. Because after two years, this ain't working. <laughs> exactly. That, that's the man. That's what happens, man. And as we will get into it, when we get to number eight, you're going to really hear my pain in that one because I had some reservations before this draft and didn't get who I wanted. So. <laughs> By the way, you said LT on the chat there as we are. Like I said, we are live on Facebook. And I thought you were talking about Lawrence Taylor. Where is he? <laughs> no crossover tonight. <laughs> no crossover tonight. <laughs> uh, uh, unless we're talking to Allen Iverson, but we're not. So. <laughs> so let me paint a picture for you, Jacob Moses. The year is 2017. The Golden State Warriors are just won the NBA championship with Kevin Durant leading the way. Warriors in five. Um Durant led all Warriors in scoring for all five games. And this mm -hmm. is after he first signed on to the Warriors after getting courted by many, many teams. The Celtics were involved, the Spurs, the Thunder. Uh, I forgot what the other team was, uh, but definitely the Warriors were a part of it. I don't know how you remember it, Jacob, but I remember the Warriors didn't uh, were kind of like an afterthought because they had so many good players. Do they have enough mm -hmm. cap space to sign a Kevin Durant? Is that how you remember it over there or no? Absolutely. I thought he was... On a, I knew he was going to leave in OKC. I knew that was coming. It was just where he was going to go. And if you were to say that he was going, you knew he was going to the Warriors, it was a damn lie. Unless your name was Wolves, you didn't know what the hell was going on. But it was weird because I think, was that the year they won the 72 or they 73 games right after that, something like yeah, that? Yeah, they, they, so what happened was they lost to the Cavaliers and yep. they blew a 3 1 lead after mm -hmm. they had there won 73 regular season games. And, as MJ says, it ain't worth the thing. You ain't got that ring. I, be, I believe that was, uh, I believe that was Duke Ellington who said that, but whatever. <laughs> no, but it might have been. I, I honestly don't know. That's Actually, nice I, I think his is, uh, it ain't. It ain't it ain't a thing if it think if it ain't got, got that, that swing. swing. Thank you. Yeah, yeah you I was struggling there. there yeah, no, Leon Leon mentioning that the Spurs. Yeah, I honestly thought he was going to go to the Spurs just mm -hmm. because uh, Popovich and I remember. But then you know I remember on on, on the first day of free agency they were talking mm -hmm. about oh yeah it's a sure thing that he's going to he's going to stay in Oklahoma City. Oklahoma there was a, a, an actual reporter outside mm -hmm. the Oklahoma the what, what do they call it? the XL Energy Oklahoma. Or yeah Oklahoma yeah the Chesapeake the Chesapeake Arena, whatever the hell, Chesapeake, whatever you want to call it, something know, like that. Chesapeake sounds, Chesapeake sounds good about it right around, right about now, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's out there in front of the arena saying, "Oh yeah, he's coming back to the Thunder." They said, and and the Celtics were heavily involved, and I can't remember who the other team was, but Warriors uh, recruited heavy. I mean, there's a reason why. Mm -hmm. They were begging for him. And only, what, three years later that they say, we don't even need you anymore three years after the fact. We don't even that need was, you. That was Draymond. Then. That was Draymond saying that. What a we bitch. Without you. That, well, I mean, that, that fight was crazy. Why, why would you say You're the one who recruited him. Heavy. Begging. Desperately. He didn't give a damn. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, it was a very dominating season for the Warriors. They got mm -hmm. off to a let's see a 15 and 0 playoff start and finished the uh, playoffs in, at 16 and one. Uh, that ended up being the best winning percentage in NBA playoff history yep. since the Lakers, I believe, in 02. Oh I wow! Believe. Oh wow! I want to say because the Lakers had a run on that one where they were just ridiculously good. It, my memory is that good. I'll say Jesus. 
I, I was like a sophomore in high school. And I remember that. Oh, wow. That means my memory is not going. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I write down a bunch of notes. And here's another one for you. The Cavaliers, as far as the Cavaliers are concerned, they just uh, uh, Scott, uh, uh, made their uh, – LeBron James actually did, sorry. LeBron mm-hmm. James made his seventh consecutive NBA Finals appearance. And – Unfortunately, uh, this was going to be Kyrie's last season because about a month after the draft, Kyrie demands a trade that he wants out of Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And where, and does, where he does he go? go? <laughs> we talked about it last week on the 2011 NBA draft recap. And I told, I, I was telling you off, off the screen here, uh, mm. the dots are there. We're, we just have to connect them. Yep. <laughs> like we mentioned in the 2011 NBA draft review, uh, Kyrie Irving would end up going to the Boston Celtics and get traded for Jay Crowder and Tay Zizic. You remember 2011 was the year Kyrie Irving was selected number one overall. Mm-hmm. He gets traded for the other player, number 60th pick overall, Isaiah Thomas of the 2011 NBA draft. Ain't that something? <laughs> man, it just, you know, when you said that though, it did, the light bulb went off. I'm like, man, he is definitely right. It was so many ways that this draft did. 17, 11 and 17 were connected and it's, it's crazy, man. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And, 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 you know, maybe someone does have a six year plan, but it ain't these individuals or these teams, but it's the league itself, the league, the ecosystem of the NBA mm-hmm. just has a way to fix itself. So that's pretty cool. Also uh, in the college basketball world, UNC defeats Gonzaga 71 65 uh, for, to win the NCAA tournament. What's wrong over there? Why are you shaking your head? Huh? <laughs> yeah, that, that was real fun. 2017, actually, I think that was the last time we went to Florida, and I actually came back with UNC winning the title, so that kind of pissed me off. So, yeah, I had to be there with Leon and a whole bunch of other UNC fans. Leon, <laughs> Leon if you're listening, remind me, I think 17 was the last year we went. I could be wrong. Well, we took our yearly trips there, and fuck UNC. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I guess he hasn't uh, – I don't think you made your uh... – your declaration, but you are a Duke fan still, right? Absolutely. I'm sorry to hear that. Hey. Mm. Hey, horses. Hey, horses, man. <laughs> uh, three players from this, uh, from both teams, the UNC Tar Heels and the Gonzaga Bulldogs? Is that who they yeah. are? The Bulldogs? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That's, what, that's what they need. And like 26 different Bulldogs in college basketball. <laughs> but they end up sending three players in the first round of the 2017 NBA draft. And... That's where we go to the 2017 NBA draft. We must uh, venture on. And we talked about the Celtics, right? We talked about mm-hmm. the Celtics. Uh, and oh, they were. Kind of, can I do it? I got to do it right quick. It just it ran in my head. Remember Wayne's World when they went back in time? Thank you. Now we're back in time. Go ahead. Thank you for that. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. That's a really cool uh, sound effect. And. Uh, you know, we, we are a show on a budget. We don't have that budget for those fancy schmancy toys to make those uh, noises. But Jacob <laughs> is like the Michael Winslow of, uh, of brothers out here, I guess. <laughs> don't, make, don't spit out your water now. Okay. So the Celtics are before Kyrie. This is before Kyrie. Before this, because remember, this happened in uh, the Kyrie trade happened in August. The 2017 NBA draft happened in June, June 22nd. So two months before Kyrie uh, gets shipped off to Boston. Shipping off to Boston. Whoa. Um, the, the departed over there. There, there were, uh, The Celtics wanted to get away from the number one pick. They had the number one pick overall. Mm-hmm. And they weren't sure about this Markel Fultz guy. They, they weren't too enamored with him. But Danny Ainge was all about getting those draft picks and those assets. Yeah. 
For what? Nobody knows to this day, but damn it, he was going to get them. <sighs> Danny Ainge. And now, what? Four years later, graduation day, right, J- uh, Jacob? Graduation yeah. day. Yeah. He gone now. He go- <laughs> this he time gone. was up. <laughs> he gone. His time was here. His time was up. That's what happened to him. <laughs> uh, now, how did the Celtics... I wish Leon was here, but how did the Celtics get this number one pick overall? They traded obviously with Philly for oh my god, it's dropping well, crazy. Well, before that, it looks like the Celtics had this number one pick overall because of Brooklyn. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, Brooklyn, you know, as usual, they they tied in a lot to a lot of these drafts because they gave up so much. You know, this turned into Tatum. It was another one that turned into Lillard. It was pretty, it was pretty funny in my eyes. Oh, it's hilarious. And not just that, but we talked about we just talked about the very genesis of the 20 at the during the 2011 NBA draft recap. We talked about the very genesis of that Russian oligarch. I, I forget his name. I, I was it Prokhorov or something like that. I always yeah, forget his Mikhail, name. Mikhail Prokhorov. Ah, yes. Uh, this wanting. <laughs> Leon's like, I wasn't refreshing that he says about the now that we're talking about the Brooklyn Nuts, his team. But uh, no, there was uh, that. This is you we saw the genesis of it back in the 2011 NBA draft with him trying to win now and get all these big name free agents and these big name players via trades and sacrificing draft picks. Well, uh, what, what, what was, what would you say? So six years later, six drafts later, this, this whole transaction thing is just littered with what? Brooklyn nets trading draft picks all over the place. So. Yeah, I definitely got it. Here we go. Philadelphia, remember, they had the number one pick year before. Uh, the Ben Simmons trade draft, I mean? There you go. Wow. So they traded for the second straight year, so they pretty much their core right there. Uh, let's see. Boston gets the third pick from Philly, plus either a first round in 2018 and 19 if the Los Angeles Lakers hold a pick in between second and fifth next season, Boston gets that one. If not, Philadelphia will send Boston either its own first rounder in 2019 or Sacramento's first rounder that year. Golly, what the hell, man? Yes. Why make it's like why make why make why trade for draft picks if they're gonna be so conditional? Mm-hmm. But that's what the Celtics do and that's what they've done and that's what they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing that they didn't do, the Celtics, was sign a big name free agent to complement their uh, young roster, but we'll get to that in a bit. In the meantime, the 76ers do indeed trade up to get the number one pick, and they get Markel Fultz. And uh, hmm. do I need to share my screen, or do you just want to talk about it? Oh, we can talk about it. I got my, I got my notes. If you want to share your screen, we can do that. But I definitely got my notes, because this, this is the draft I was pretty invested in. So all right. kinda, uh, it was You fun. know what? I'm going to share my screen. Share your screen, man. You did all that work. I you did all that work. It. You're right. All right. And the, the Philly colors at the first one. I like that. I like oh, you it. caught that. Nice. I like that. Thank you for noticing. That was dope. <laughs> Thank you so much for noticing. I didn't think you guys would notice, but good eye there by, uh, by you, Jacob. Thank you so much. But yeah, that's why I did it um, because of the Philly colors. It, it was their first pick, and they they spent it on uh, Markel Fultz, six four mm-hmm. point guard out of Washington, the Huskies. Uh, the consensus number one pick, according to the USA Today, CBS Sports mock draft, and a Bleacher Report mock draft. The USA Today is was written by Adi Joseph, and that was written back in May. So mm. like I mentioned in the 2011 NBA draft recap, I like to at least have one uh, mock draft from May and then the other ones be done in June, uh, which as you can see, these yep. were done the day of the draft. Uh, the CBS one 
as well as the Bleacher Report one. So what's there to like about Markel Fultz? Uh, he looks the part of the NBA point guard, uh, although they, they did question his motor, but that mm-hmm. could be because he was just kind of lapping that season to get ready for the NBA draft. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that little bit of, uh, uh, we don't know if, uh, if it's an internal problem with Markel Fultz or if it was a result of playing for a bad college team. And you mentioned Ben Simmons. Who he, the same thing was asked about him. Why, mm-hmm. Where's his motor? Where's his desire to win? Where's his TWTW, right? As Hawk Carrollson would say. Um, <laughs> I mean, what, what, what do you make of it, Jacob? Was it just him preserving himself for this uh, NBA draft? Or was it, it something internal? Or was it, it the def- team was so bad? Well, the team, he basically, it was just him on that team. I guarantee you can't, like, if you say, hey, we played on the Huskies with Mark Helfo- was the start. I guarantee you, unless you Google it, you wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. Well, he he had a lot of, you didn't really see his jumper. You know, he got to the rim a lot. So, also, you didn't really see what he can do on that. And did he have a mid-range? You know, could he break down defenses? And that's what they were going up. Like, hey, he was the best player in the country at the time, I guess, how they felt. And, you know, he had a high ceiling and that was pretty much it because you didn't really know. You heard about him being this great, I don't, I don't want to say generational player, but the next big thing in the NBA. And I guess Philly, they saw, hey, we got Embiid, now we got Simmons, you know, mm-hmm. play that small forward. You got your center. What do you need? You need that, you need that guy. You the need point that point. Guard, yeah. You need yep. your number one. And Fultz, he played the part. He had the size. You know, he got physical. He can. He got into it when he was on the floor, and he he looked apart. And his game seemed like it was there, but it all came down to his broken jumper. <laughs> yeah, and again, the, the question is: This an internal problem? I mean, that that would prove to be haunting. I mean, that's what I love about these mock drafts: is that mm-hmm. as as corny as some of them are, they're they're actually jam packed full of information. You know, mm-hmm. a very uh micro micro scouting report of sort easy mm-hmm. to digest so you're not overwhelmed by all the information uh and then it just stuck out internal problem internal problem man because this guy would have will go on to have internal problems you just mentioned yep. the jump shot like bad enough you have ben simmons on a team but now you got markel full to deal with <laughs> what is going on in philly man uh, trust the process i don't think so <laughs> absolutely man it was just philly and like uh, Leon attributed to, he said that for all the tanking they did, and they were tanking because, good Lord, they sucked. Mm-hmm. I thought the Nets were bad. Philly might have been even worse. But all the tanking they did, they struck out on a lot of picks, man. Oh, I mean, yeah. they had some bums. Right. I'll say it. I hate to do it to my boy. I believe they drafted Jaleel Okafor, and he didn't pan out there. Um, I can't remember. Did he go to Duke? Yes, he oh, did. I couldn't remember. He was the man. Hey, listen, he was the man to do. <laughs> he was. No, I mean, I mean, it's a just... typical back to basket guy. Yep, can get you buckets and <laughs> now he's bouncing it, around the league. It's pretty sad because they purpose, like you said, they purposely tanked to get Jaleel Okafor and all these other guys, but mainly Jaleel Okafor was the can't miss prospect, and then he gets drafted, and it's like. Sorry, dude, but the NBA is changing very drastically and rapidly, and your game is obsolete. Delete, delete, delete. But uh, no, man, it, this is, uh, I mean, it, it's been four years since this draft was made. And then you mentioned mm-hmm. Embiid and Simonski being picked. What, I mean, overall, what is your take on this trust the process era of the Philadelphia 76ers? Is it a success or a failure in your eyes? Uh, it's a mixed bag. Yeah, Because, right. you know, 
the team was gonna go as MB went mm-hmm. because he was one of the most, if not the most skilled big man in that draft. And he had everything. He was the back to back, like the classic back to basket center. He had a little jump shot. You know, defensively, he can hold the fort down in the paint. And it was nice. And then you got Ben Simmons, you know, this guy from, uh, don't tell me, don't come on, come on, come on, Jake, get it, get it, LSU, mm-hmm. that, yep. <laughs> you know, defensive stalwart. You knew that in college. He can block you down. Very athletic. You know, he can get after it. Jump shot, questionable, still questionable, but he seemed like a star to make it. And that gives you two, two guys that you put with Markel Fultz was going to be running the East for a while. But obviously with all the injuries and Markel Fultz not working out, uh, you can't say it's not a failure. They, they almost went to the finals and, but Ben Simmons didn't want to take a layup. So (laughs) and his free throw shooting pretty much. Done him in, but he, he might be the next one to go. But because yeah, now they can they can find him, right? They can't find him as a report I just saw that they can't get a hold of the guy. I hope he's okay, but obviously yeah. that's has a little bit of Aaron Rodgers vibe to it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. but that it could be mental, man. And you know, mental stability is not mental health is not something to joke with that you have no clue because I'm pretty sure he reads everything that's being said about him, especially at that last game where he passed the ball, he could easily laid it up and dunked it. He's six eight, hey. Charles Smith dunked the ball, but hey, he. I just, I just hope he can get it because he's he's young. Dude is a star. Mm-hmm. I mean, he might need a change in scenery. But we'll we'll see. But I well, uh, wish he, nothing he, but the best for him. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Markel Fultz. Uh, it was it did get mental with him with the with mm-hmm. the funky shot, and well, we'll get mm-hmm. to that in a little bit. But uh, yeah, we'll get to it. But here's the comps according to NBADraft.net, you know, my go-to website, your favorite <laughs> website of all time, apparently, as we learned last week. But uh, James yeah. Harden or D'Angelo Russell, um, that look right to you, the comps? No, hell no. no. Hell no. What? Hell no. Why? He wasn't as – James Harden was actually smooth in college. He was smooth at Arizona State. The okay. dude was really good. D'Angelo Russell was the same one. He had a jumper. They showed off that they can shoot the ball. And – James Harden can get to the rim. Markel Fultz is pretty much just get to the rim and score. No jumper. Def- defense, just spotty. I won't say he was horrible. Definitely spotty. But James Harden can actually play defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he got a little, oh, James Harden, is he a defensive guy? He has quick hands. He showed it a few times in those Houston series. Yeah. And D'Angelo Russell, you know, smooth on the offensive end. Good leader on the floor, passer. Can't be trusted on the off the court though. Yeah, snitch. We all know. <laughs> you see him come with a camera in the locker room. Please start ducking. <laughs> You're gonna get snitched on. And I think but, with James, yeah. I was gonna say with James Harden, I think people are just they're they're so gravitated towards the bleeper, uh, the bleeper, the blooper reels, the blooper mm-hmm. reels that uh, <laughs> that uh, that's all they see. As mm-hmm. far as uh, Markel Fultz, and we we bring back the VORP value over replacement player, and I have to go a little bit more to the right so people can see what VORP means. It's a very complicated formula, and of course, it's uh, the comment that I was hoping to read is not extended all the way through, just like last week. Jerks, stupid Excel. Mm-hmm. But basically, uh, they take uh, it's a box score estimate of the points per 100 uh, mm-hmm. per t- uh, team possessions that a player contributed above a replacement player 
replacement player being negative 2.0. So even though uh, Markel Fultz is uh, at negative 0.2, he's not quite a replacement player just yet. Uh, and this is uh, translated to an average team and prorated to an 82-game season. So basically, the higher the number, the better, obviously. But you just want to you want to avoid that negative 2.0 because uh, that's when, uh, you know, you can hear Beyonce singing, don't ever for a minute get to thinking that you're irreplaceable because <laughs> that number will tell you that you are. Mm-hmm. When the pick was made, uh, who, who did the grades? Oh, Bleacher Report, Adam Fromall. Fromall? Fromall? Uh, back in June of 20, uh, mm-hmm. 2017. Fromall, Fromall thank you. Uh, a plus Philly trusted the process for a long time. Now it's ready to see some results. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> results pending. I more like it. Uh, he flopped in Philly, but Flor- is flourishing in Orlando before the knee injury and in his 2021 season. Um, unfortunately, he was on my fantasy team, as you may or may not know, Jacob, and uh, it was a pain in the ass to look for a replacement all year long. Mm-hmm. Uh, as guards, uh, surprisingly, are are not a dime a dozen as I thought they would be in our league, in our funky league. While in Philly, he forgot how to shoot the ball and lost confidence. Controversy surrounded him with uh, him who was uh, in terms of who was training him outside of the 76ers staff. Uh, there was issues with his mom getting involved with mm-hmm. the rifts with the organization. So that didn't help matters. Overall, I say don't trust the process. But uh, A plus from uh, Bleacher Report on that grade. Um, would you have given this pick an A plus or would you have done it? Great oh, yeah. Beginning? I mean, absolutely. At the time, that was a need. A lot of pe- a lot of teams don't go for need. They go with BPA. Yeah. And best player available. Yeah. Yep. There you go. And at the time, he was the BPA, and it was a need. So you basically hit on both, or so they thought. So yeah, I, I would definitely give it an A. I mean, you had Jason Tatum there, but you got Ben Simmons. So you think we don't need him? Well, whatever the case, uh, the 76ers uh, did not take advantage of their fortune. Mm-hmm. And uh, we move on to another Pac-12 point guard in Lavar Ball. Sorry, Lonzo Ball, Lonzo. I know Ooh, that they're. A, dare you. Sorry, they're a package deal. I couldn't. <laughs> at that time, they were. But now, I mean, now they're not. But yes. at that time, they they uh, mm-hmm. Lavar had a little bit of Fritz von Erich uh, creepiness to him. I'll I'll admit <laughs> it. Lonzo, unlike Markel, Markel Fultz went to Washington. Lonzo went to UCLA. You know what would have been interesting was to see how these two players matched up against each other in college. Unfortunately, yes. I don't have the patience to watch college basketball because I, I just what? I, I, I don't. Well, first of all, I, I went to a college that didn't have a basketball team. And, uh, and, and I just I, I always I was always an NBA guy. I mean, I love. That's absolutely sorry. Yeah, I, 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 we'll get to this. We'll, we could discuss that some Ooh, other time. I have to say, with Leon, he said Eric Bledsoe. That's a better I would say that is definitely a better comparison because Bledsoe had a spotty jumper. For but Fultz? he was. Yes. He was stocky, and but he can get to the rack. That was his game. He gets That's to a the, good one, yeah. Yeah, that was that was actually one. So Leon. that's a really good one. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the combo guard of sorts. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, gets traded multiple times. No, I don't think multiple <laughs> got traded, but regardless, okay, yeah, he got traded a good amount of times. Uh, not wanted by his uh, team that drafted him, basically the Clippers, yeah. uh, right? Pretty much. But now we got to talk about Lonzo Ball, and uh, this is going to be a theme throughout the thing, uh, throughout this mm-hmm. show. Freshman. Freshman Lonzo Ball was also a freshman mm-hmm. uh, coming into it. The consensus number two pick by all the mock drafts. Uh, can you imagine with the Lakers ball and D'Angelo Russell on the backcourt is very intriguing. Limitless shooting range. 
I don't know all about that, but in uh, college, yeah, yeah, he used to pull up. Yeah. He used to, and I had to hear Luke Wong was the conference of champions. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but yeah, he, he used to pull. He used to pull from deep and hit him. And well, well speaking of well, Bill Walton, though, well, speaking of the, the conference of champions, Lavar <laughs> is a major problem for Lonzo. I've never met someone so loquaciously inept. Just talking and garrulous for the sake of being garrulous. I tell you what, Brett, that is that kid, that guy is going to kill his own sons, just like Fritz von Erich did in Dallas. Uh, can he play for the hometown team? Uh, the answer was no, he cannot. <laughs> that's, what, that's what we found out the hard way, didn't we, Jacob? I mean, he wasn't he wasn't bad, but it just <laughs> the pressure probably got LeBron to him. you. Saw, yeah, LeBron. Yeah, yeah. They were just like, oh, LeBron, you coming? Who you, who you getting rid of? Who we trading? Lonzo. Get that ball kid out of here. We, we don't no, we don't mess with that. But yeah, it, it wasn't in the cards. D'Angelo Russell, too. You know, those guys, not in the cards, but <laughs> he's flourishing. But he still it's not like he didn't show what yeah. got him drafted so high. His court vision. Yeah. Uh the defense vastly improving. Three point shot was very spotty. It, it wasn't falling like it was at UCLA, let's right. be honest. Yep. But you know, it just sometimes it doesn't work. The I'm coming home stuff, it definitely doesn't work for everybody. Yeah, ask Derek Rose about that. But uh, for Lavar, uh, Lavar, Lonzo, uh, the other thing about Lonzo was that Magic Johnson was supposed to be a mentor. I don't know about that. I don't believe in that stuff. It, mm-hmm. I, I have to actually see it to believe it. I, I, I just don't see Magic Johnson being the busy guy that he is and the bigger than life person that he is. I don't see that, but maybe there's footage somewhere out there that I'm not seeing where Magic Johnson is actually helping him. Did you, did you see any of that? Magic Johnson helping Lonzo Ball? I would think so. I mean, that's when he so, was right? the out. Yeah, but and plus, when you look at it, Luke Walton's up tempo offense that he was running at the time, you think, hey, this might be the guy. This might actually work. He's going to be a difference maker in LA. And <laughs> hey, they had Julius Randle too, so. That team was loaded. That Lakers team was loaded. and Very, uh, very young and loaded, man. It, it could have been something to watch if they stuck together and actually grew as players. But I mean, you're seeing Brandon Ingram up on the board there. These Lonzo mm-hmm. supposed to be helping him develop. But uh, technically, they were right about that. Wrong uh, team, though. Wrong team. <laughs> yep. If the, Lakers, if the Lakers get Paul George, watch out now. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Remember that whole, whole PG might be coming home. He came home, right? Just not to LA. Not to, not that. to that. Not to that. Staples Center. Yeah, and uh, but the Clippers Lakers, version. The Lakers would end up getting a different kind of free agent, if you know what I mean. But we'll, mm-hmm. we already alluded to that earlier. Actually, we did mention it already. Uh, the mm-hmm. comps, and and I tell you what, man, Lonzo Ball. I was all on board on the Jason. He's the next Jason kid. Mm-hmm. As much as I hate his dad, and as much as I don't like uh, his shot. I do like me a pass first point guard of this caliber. Ricky mm-hmm. Rubio, I was also a big fan of, and he me went too. to the Timberwolves. Um, so there is some hope for Lonzo Ball. Unfortunately, it seems like he's been relegated too far deep uh, below the options uh, in terms of NBA teams. But he does have a VORP of 4.8, which is respectable. As you'll see on the bottom of the uh, right there, 9.8 with Jason Tatum. I believe that's the highest VORP of this class. So Lonzo holding his own. He's halfway He's halfway there. He's a, he's a halfway player uh, compared to Jason Tatum. It's about right. So uh, even though he's the number two pick overall, he's not as good as the number three pick overall ended up being. The grade was an A, uh, and here's the quote that I uh, handpicked for this one. But as much as we'd love to focus on LaVar's inevitable first-take appearances, and boy, <laughs> were there a lot of first-take appearances. <laughs> this is about Lonzo Ball, who can turn the Lakers around. 
Which he technically did. He did. He did. Um, Be a trade with trade. Exactly. <laughs> I'm telling you, you gotta love these man. These uh, forsoothing uh, 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 analysts uh, out here. Hell, he he he's gonna help develop Brandon Ingram's game in New Orleans. <laughs> 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 if I'm Brandon Ingram, if that's the case, I'm sending him a Christmas gift card every single year because mm-hmm. he got paid. Brandon Ingram did. Yes, he and, did. And now Lonzo is a restricted free agent trying to figure out where he's going to play. Or if the Pelicans <clears throat> even won. Where? Where? where what? Uh, uh, New York. Uh, the Knicks. The Knicks. The Knicks. Ball uh, and Randall. Ball and Randall back together again. Come on. Reunited. Now. And just, just what LeVar needs. He needs a bigger market. It's bad enough. Hey. Hey, sweetie. Say hi. Hey. All right, you can go to bed now. Yeah, uh, Jacob's uh, daughter there. Yeah, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Oh, uh, you know, I, I, I want to stop the show and I want to see my baby too. No, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> I saw her all day today, and she's a. And just and for those who can hear, uh, she's been a, a a screaming wreck all evening long since I got home. So I do apologize for the screaming baby noises, as always. But he has, uh, getting back to Lonzo Ball, he has lived up to expectations as a passer, has improved mm-hmm. his shooting. Um, he's wisely cut ties with the big baller brand, which uh, which is one of the things I hated about him when he got drafted. So I'm glad that he kind of uh, separated his financials from his family. At least that's how I am taking it. Um, unless Jacob tells me otherwise, that there's still you know some sort of connection there. But there was some sort of scheme that was going on with one of the big baller brand uh, uh, partners uh, stealing Lonzo's money away and stealing all types of uh, financials and in, just a big mess to be a part of. And uh, Definitely. Like, I, like, like I told people, this kind of reminds me of Bernie Kozar having to describe his relationship with his own father. And mm-hmm. remember and broke how he just started going into sweats and he just kept yep. getting wetter and wetter as the, as the, as the documentary went on. I, it's uh yeah, it was pretty sad to see. And I'm glad that Lonzo was able to avoid that. Uh Lakers were blaming the big baller brand shoes for causing mm-hmm. na- nagging ankle injuries. I remember that. <laughs> uh aside from that, what what's your final take on Lonzo Ball uh being drafted here number two overall in this 2017? It was a it was a great pick. Man. Yeah, you saw yeah. it coming, whole coming, sells tickets. I mean, great passer, next Jason Kidd, I mean, triple double threat every night. Uh, like you said. It just wasn't in L.A. He showed flashes, so yep. it's not like New Orleans got a bum. But, yeah, they, they hit it they, right on the nail. Just bam, they, they, they nailed it. Well, uh, speaking of hitting it on the nail, uh, Jason Tatum, I tell you what, man. That we, kid. Boy, oh, boy. And like, I, I hate Duke. I, I told you I hate Duke. I don't Everybody have a college. Well, yeah, I, I was going to say, I don't have a college basketball team, but I definitely hate certain teams, and Duke is one of them. Everybody um, hates Duke. But and I hate their players and I hate their coach and I hate their fans and I hate you. I hate you too, man. I mean, that's hate... just the Bulls Nick thing. I don't think apparently that was Duke thing. I can hate you. Nah, <laughs> is this what you want? That's right. Huh? <laughs> Where are we going now? I don't know. Puff Daddy <laughs> yelling things. You want to hate me? So blow me. Okay, so uh, Duke, I tell you what, man, along with Zion Williamson, Jason Tatum was actually one of my favorite players to come out of yes. Duke. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, I just love this game so much uh, coming out. And I thought, man, this guy's going to be something special. Mm-hmm. I don't know how special he could be. I don't know if he's Lonzo Ball special, but, you know. Not better. <laughs> Way better. <laughs> I knew he was going to be better. It, it wasn't going to be close. It's just his scoring paralysis, you know, three, four, five level score, whatever you want to call it. He can do whatever he want on the floor. He can break you down off the dribble. Hit, big shot make, taker, big shot maker. He did it at Duke. I knew he was going to come into the league and do it. 
And the Celtics got to go to him, man. The Celts, they, and for them to just, oh, we want to trade back to still get the player they probably coveted. You can't get any better than that. Yeah, upside to be the number two pick. Uh, fortunately for the Celtics, the Lakers had, you know, wanted some of that home home cooking as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the UCLA Lonzo Ball of uh, point guard, uh, most polished, most natural scorer in the class, can play both mm-hmm. forward positions, mature beyond his years. He can make an immediate impact, and boy, did he ever! He he, he was ready to. I mean, he was born to play in the NBA. Uh, mm-hmm. There was there was a discrepancy here with USA Today making him on the number five pick overall, but that but that was done in May. CBS and Bleacher Report had him at the number three, rightfully so slot uh alan houston and danny granger i could see danny granger i don't know about uh, i'm not 100 percent sure about alan uh, houston Houston because his jumper was something i'm sorry yeah. he wasn't you know it was just a nice jumper danny granger uh, yeah i can see it they're both really skilled players so yeah i can see it but i like honestly i like the houston one yeah, um, I'm not i like the danny granger one better uh because of the, uh, the height. I, yeah athleticism too Right, right. And uh, Alan Houston, um, screw him. He's a Nick player. No, uh, but I don't know. When, when I think about Alan Houston, I think about sharpshooter. I didn't see that with Jason Tatum, although now I've been proven wrong time and time again on that. <laughs> uh, but 9.8 VORP, I believe that is, yeah, that's the highest VORP of his class right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, the Celtics got a B, according to Bleacher Report. Why? Which well, is crazy. Here's the quote. Tatum will need plenty of touches in a system that filters so many towards Isaiah Thomas and Al Horford. Roll it back. Roll it back to the 2011 NBA draft. The dots are there. We just, we're just here to connect them. Wait a couple of months, gang. Wait a couple of months and and that, that issue will be solved. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is he the best player of this draft for you, uh, Jacob? Honestly, I I would say, yeah, I, I definitely got to give it to him, man. Hard it's, to argue, right? It's hard to argue, even though it was a lot of stars in this that came out of this draft. Great players. I mean, as we will go over, but I'm saying it right now, Jason Tatum is the best player in this draft. I think that's a safe assumption to make. All right. Uh, he's recently signed a five-year, $163 million extension. And graduation day, what a graduation present for him, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, you will see that there – I mean, we saw with Lonzo Ball. He, uh, oh, I guess I didn't put it down. But he – oh, yeah, he is. Uh, he is a restricted free agent coming yes. into this offseason. Uh, Jason Tatum does not have to worry about that this offseason. So. Got the bag. Got the money bags. And uh, I forgot to mention that Markel Fultz also signed an extension. Not as lucrative as Jason Tatum, but he too will not have to worry about where he's playing next year. He'll be okay, though. Less pressure in Orlando. He can build his own you know, thing there with him and and he was doing uh, good. He was doing really yeah, he good. was. He was yeah. really, as you know, you had him on your team, and I was happy for him, man. It, it was really cool to see his jumper start coming around. He was, he was basically a player that you thought you would get, and mm-hmm. hopefully, yeah. he continues that and stays healthy and keeps his mind right. Well, we move to the uh, to speaking of the Phoenix Suns. We just talked about them to start the show off. Josh Jackson at the number four spot here, six a two hundred five forward Damn. out of Kansas, another freshman. Uh, Mm-hmm. Got drafted right around where the mock drafts had him. Uh, ace defender, underrated passer, great athletic two-way player, energy player. He needs to work on his shot. How's that okay. shot looking right now, Jacob? Trash. Um, <laughs> 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 it ain't nothing changed. No, but he, he became a, a little bit better three-point shooter, but, you know, it's not as good as you thought. Yeah. But the uh, defender is right on there. Great, you know, underrated passer. Athletic, still got it. But energy – he he definitely shown if he had his mind right and actually 
put everything into it, he could be that good because he had a stretch, I want to say, with Detroit where he looked really good. Mm. And But, you know, I think he got traded again after that. But. <laughs> yeah, he gets traded a lot, and I keep splashing my, my drink on my face for some reason. Uh, <laughs> the comps were Kawhi Leonard and Jimmy Butler. Ah, Hell no. No. Besides the defense. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say. Um, no, that's not looking too good for NBA Draft.net on that prediction. But, uh, but you know, it's whatever. Uh, here's the problem. He's a negative 2.7 VORP player. That means he is replaceable as a top four pick. That's a problem. That's not That's not how you build teams now, is it, Jacob? No, not at all. But well, Bleacher... got to be a positive player. Positive like magic. <laughs> but Bleacher Report loved this pick, loved it better than the Jason Tatum pick. And now here's the quote that I selected. Having a score like Devin Booker distracting a defense should pay major dividends for his long-term development, Josh Jackson's long-term development. Uh well, it turns out that it's a lot longer than we expected for that development, didn't we? <laughs> Damn right. And you mentioned he's with the Pistons. That's his third team since being drafted, mm-hmm. currently on a two-year deal. But he will be an unrestricted free agent in 2022. So he's actually uh, prolonging that. Uh, do you still have faith in Josh Jackson to turn his career around, Jacob? Definitely. You know, four years, it's, it's an amount of time. But you can actually turn it around to be, I won't say a star in the league, but he'll be a useful player for over 10 years. Uh, just wanted to point out that Leon says that uh, Marco Fultz and Cole Anthony, that's a nice budding backboard. Yes, I would know. I, mean. I would know because Cole Anthony was yeah, also both. on my fantasy team. Yeah, Cole Anthony was my guy. Even though he went to UNC, but, you know. So <laughs> he went to school in Queens, so I kind of always got to respect that and support it. He represents Queens, but they were, everybody else was based in Brooklyn. <laughs> doing it and doing it. Doing it well. <laughs> Speaking of well, uh, I remember back in the day, uh, they were people were saying that De'Aaron Fox might actually be the best prospect, better than Lonzo Ball, maybe even yes. better than Markel Fultz. That's pretty close to it, isn't it, Jacob? Absolutely. I mean, you can't – the Kentucky point guard factory, we will say this. The, matter of fact, the Kentucky player factory. Yeah. They just know how to scout them, pick them up, get them paid. Mm-hmm. This is another player that – He's going to get, if he just got paid in my Johnny Kim voice, I believe he did. But dude is fast. Mm-hmm. He's another one that had to work on his jump shot. But, you know, you lighten and quit, you can get to the rim. And every year since this draft, he has improved everything. Yep. And true that. And to, to your point about Kentucky, I think every, that's what, that's my idea of what college basketball is all about. Mm-hmm. Get in, do your time, develop, get paid. That's all that matters. That's it. That's, that's what it should be. Not yeah. this prestige and pomp and circumstance although ironically this is the graduation show for the nba draft (laughs) the randy savage music right yeah oh yeah (laughs) freakish athlete uh this is a quote from fox i feel like i'm the best point guard in the draft uh jacob is he the best point guard of this draft i remember him saying it and i would say no hell no Really, Marco Fultz, no, Lonzo Ball. No, no, no. I I will give the edge to well. Depends if you're doing a well-rounded. He has a point now. When I see, when I fact, he does have a point. Definitely has a point. Except for Donovan Mitchell, though, but he's more. He's more of a shooting guard, off guard. Yeah, he's more of a shooting guard, off guard. But point guard wise, I would say Lonzo's the best pure point guard. But De'Aaron Fox, if he keeps it up, he can't be the best point guard in this draft. Okay, so hold off on that prediction. I think he is at this point. Uh, Mm -hmm. 
and it's just the, the athleticism, the speed, the intelligence. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to say that Lonzo Ball is an intelligent player, but so is De'Aaron Fox, though. Two-way point guard, relentless defender. Um, needs to improve his jumper, but so does Lonzo Ball. So it's mm-hmm. not like – and then Markel Fultz, he had no jump shot for a long time. So uh, <laughs> I love these comps, though. John Wall and Dennis Schroeder. I think the yes. – yeah, these were knocked out of the ballpark. Only a 4.5 VORP. I said only, but uh, is that – let me double-check something. Where's Lonzo? Oh, wow. So Lonzo is better than uh, De'Aaron Fox, according to Vorp. I don't think that he is, but. And I'm not, a, and I'm not, you know, a whole step. I'm a stats guy for the most part, but when you talk about, you know, Vorp and all that, I'm not a big fan, but mm-hmm. hey, I was right. <laughs> I was right. I'm a and fan it, it now, damn it. It, it improved it. God. Yeah. yeah, it's cool a very like. convoluted formula. I I, mm-hmm. I still don't matter. I just kind of like it because it's a nice little baseline to look at mm-hmm. uh, at things. But yeah, I don't know if I agree with that at all. But there must have been something that happened. I don't know if Fox missed some time, but I think Blonzo also missed some time anyway. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's right. The, the, ba- the big baller shoes is what uh, messed up Blonzo ball. <laughs> uh, a minus. Stephen- I'm sorry, what? No, he has a Stephen Curry syndrome. Ooh. Ankle problems as soon as he came in the league. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned that to one of my uh, friends. Uh, I think it was Matt Bush. I mentioned that, yeah, mm-hmm. we're, we're, as much as we love to glorify Steph Curry, there was a chance, a time in his career where we weren't even sure about him. And he mm-hmm. he mocked me like, how could you doubt Steph Curry at any point? And then you're like, hey, remember this guy had ankle problems. And it wasn't until mm-hmm. the, the Warriors revolutionized the way they do uh, medical treatments over there. They realized, hey, work on your core. Don't be fat. <laughs> I don't mean to insult <laughs> fat people. I'm sorry. You know, but. Uh, anyway, A minus uh, for De'Aaron Fox, uh, according to Bleacher Report. While Fox's lack of spacing ability is less than ideal, it's a situation Sacramento should be more than willing to live with. Well, they are for the next five years, $163 <laughs> million. Dollars, and that's the all bag. I have for him. So you, uh, we like De'Aaron Fox at this point. So let's move oh, on to Jonathan Isaac really <sighs> quick with the Orlando Magic. Um out of Florida state. So he got to speaking of home, home uh, cooking, he got to stay in his uh, home state another, mm-hmm. and yet another freshman. Um, looks like uh, the, what do you call it? The mock drafts had him going number seven. The magic said, ha, not so fast. We're going to take him before anybody else. <laughs> but here's what they said about the T wolves getting Jonathan Isaac and these mock drafts. He has high defensive potential, great fit with Carl Anthony towns and Andrew Wiggins. Mm. Mm, I don't know if that would work. Well, it ain't going to work anytime soon because Wiggins is nah. no longer with the team. But Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it wasn't going to work. I can just say that now. And I just have to say, let's run back to De'Aaron Fox a little bit. Sure. Have to get my notes in there, actually. Oh, yeah, sorry. When we talk that. about Indy, no, it's all good. And he, what she needed to improve it, I mean, his, I believe his two-point jumper is at 47%, almost 50. And, hey, that's what you want. And he's averaging 25 now, highest in his career. Yeah, I mean – it's been marvelous to see him develop. I mean, from mm-hmm. going the, being the number three point guard, and th- this draft is full of point guards, by the way. Mm-hmm. From being the number three point guard to probably being the best point guard, we'll see. I mean, I know Vorp doesn't like him as much as Lonzo Ball, but at any rate, uh, going back to Jonathan Isaac, uh, do you agree with CBS uh, at the time saying that he has the highest ceiling of this draft, Jonathan Isaac? No. Who 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 would you put down as the highest ceiling? I still, and I would have either said Tatum mm-hmm. or Mitchell. Oh, wow. Tatum or Mitchell. Because I was very high on Mitchell. Because obviously, ACC, Duke fan, I saw a good amount of them. Yeah. And I really liked them. But yeah, Isaac, he was good. I mean, 3 and D. He had the 3 and D. You'll see, like we talked about, 2011. 
what did I say back then? You'll see, you'll hear that a lot. Three and D, three and D, three and D, because that's what teams want. And Jonathan Isaac was another one, three and D guys that can stretch the floor. And as you put, I don't know about Rashard Lewis. Rashard Lewis was straight gunner. Kevin Durant, I, that's Ugh, you yeah. setting that kid up for failure doing that. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the highest ceiling thing again. Well, at the highest ceiling, he could be Kevin Durant, but. I mean, I don't Lord. know about that. I mean, he could shoot and pass. Uh, great block. Just like Kevin Durant, great blocker. So maybe that's where they mm-hmm. got it from. Mm-hmm. Um, the length, yeah. But he's somewhere in the middle. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll give him that because he's definitely wasn't. He was pretty good for the when healthy. Yeah, he was. He was pretty good. It sucked that we couldn't see what he could have done in the bubble, but he was actually doing really well, and he showed good improvements in his game. And then towards ACL. Yeah, and for his uh, misfortunes, he's still a positive player according to value over replacement mm-hmm. players. So all is not lost with him. The uh, Magic got a B plus from Bleacher Report, and here's the quote that I stole: "He has a shot to improve, but can he do so with the Magic? It is up mm-hmm. for debate." Well, the Magic tend to think that this is a the guy. They signed him to a four-year, sixty-nine million dollar extension. Uh, currently recovering from ACL injury. Uh, final take on Jonathan Isaac before we go to number seven. Um, still. He can be, you know, high ceiling. I don't know how good he's going to be. Let's let's see him come off his ACL injury and let's see how he fits in that offense with Cole, Markel, and, you know, Mo Bamba. Can't forget about him. And But he can fit in nicely. He can – he got that four. He should have that four spot locked down. And I think he'll be okay. I think he'll get it up to be a 20-point 20, 20 score, you know, a block a game, maybe three or four assists. He can do it. So let me ask you, uh, if you didn't mm-hmm. like Rashard Lewis and Kevin Durant, I mean, who who would you have picked? I mean, this is a guy who's 6'10 and could shoot. I know. Him. I was – he could shoot in school a little bit. I mean, more Rashard Lewis, I can say. I can't think of it right now. Mm, okay. I would say if I had to pick one out of two, I'm going to say Rashard Lewis. Okay. Uh, what about Vladimir Radmanovich? Do you like that comp? I no, remember I'm, him. I'm joking. I remember him. <laughs> Good lord, man. That Seattle team could shoot though. Him, Ray Ray, yeah, Shard. yeah, yeah. Kevin Durant, also from Seattle. It's just a Seattle okay. thing. I know. Uh, you're seeing Laurie Markkinen's um, mm-hmm. uh, color uh, highlighted in blue because he was involved in a trade uh, with the Chicago Bull. Yep. My Chicago Bulls. Uh, we finally got Portland. rid of Jimmy Butler. Yep. Yeah, he didn't want to be here. I, I, I did mention somewhere in, in basketball life sometime this week that him and D-Wade just created this toxic environment with the Bulls and with Fred mm-hmm. Hoiberg just em, constantly emasculating him on a daily basis. And the mayor? Got, Come on. Yeah, duh, man. They, they belittle him all. And Jimmy was getting very Hollywood. He made friends with Mark Wahlberg, and now he thought he was hot shit. And uh, it, this is what – I honestly think this – that fiasco saved Rajon Rondo's life, uh, not life, sorry, mm-hmm. his basketball his career. Basketball because career, yeah. at that point with the Bulls, it seemed like that was his last hurrah. And now look at him, he's still playing and he even got a championship mm-hmm. with the Lakers last year. Uh, so the Chicago Bulls receive uh, Minnesota's first round pick, Zach Levine and Chris Dunn for Jimmy Butler and the number 16 pick overall. I'd say the Bulls won they that won trade yeah. easily, especially what would end up happening in Minnesota with Cat and mm-hmm. Andrew Wiggins and Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. So seven footer, two thirty out of Arizona, freshman. Uh, I'm sorry, what was that? No, no, no. Sorry, I'm talking. Oh, okay. Uh, you can see <laughs> a, a mixed bag of, among the mock drafts. They don't know what to make of him. Is he the sixth best player? Is he the thirteenth best player? Uh, the next Dirk Mabs would be difficult for them to pass up as a Novitski is set to retire. Yeah, that's the 2017 world we're living in. Novitski's mm-hmm. on his last horses. Uh, he's a near star. Marketing is. 
Uh, versatile. I don't want to read the whole thing with the Nuggets. He would be a great combination <laughs> with Nikola Djokic. Uh, great replacement for Danilo Gallinari. With uh, he lacks rim protection, not a physical presence. Uh, you know, the, and it's still to this day, right, Jacob? We we all question Laurie Markkinen's toughness, don't we? Yep, absolutely. His durability, and we all say, "What's your best? What is it? Your best ability is." Availability, availability uh, Eric mm-hmm. Mangini or something like yeah, that. Yeah, there you go. And his defense. It yeah. was only he showed no IQ on defense. He high <laughs> fly. I mean, he was high fly. You know what I called him? What? The next KP. That's who you reminded me of. He can shoot it. Very athletic. On a defensive end, you're like, uh, he can get you a few blocks, but can he really be that rim protecting, running rim protecting kind of guy? No, he's a more pick and pop kind of guy. That's why you guys, if you're going to keep him, you need a point guard that can help. Alonzo Ball will be a good, I'm not going to talk about free agency, but yeah. pick and pop kind of guy that would really elevate his career to where it needs to be. And he needs to learn how to, you know, basically not try to be a rim runner because obviously that's not working for him in his career because the injuries are going to start to pile up. Next dirt, that was a little bit too high for me. Like I said, KP, Gallinari, that, that I actually like. Because yeah. he has that same slow ass, just pretty slow <laughs> on the floor, but he's just athletic. Yeah. But yeah, that that was pretty much dirt. No. Mm-mm. Well, you, 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 I mean, you, you, you've seen it, Jacob. Anytime oh, you yeah. see a seven footer from Europe, Everybody oh, he's the next dirt. Dirt. Everybody. I mean, your guy Perzingis, Tinkus Pingus, was also the Tingus next dirt. Pingus, yep. <laughs> he was yeah. supposed to be the next dirt. Yeah. yeah. Now we don't know where he's going. Uh, the comps, Nikola, Nikola Miritich and Ryan Anderson. Bro, if he turns into Ryan Anderson, I'd be super happy. But oh, yeah, that's that's a Ryan Anderson can shoot. Even um, Nikola. Yeah. But he was smooth, I, man. Yeah. And Miritich, we talked about it in the 2011. He made a really nice career in Europe after oh, the yeah. fact. But Ryan Anderson, that's the baller that we got to target here because he made a very good career for himself uh, coming out of California and just living on a three-point line and getting paid and just contributing. Uh, still, despite all the, the the questions about his toughness and all that, two point eight VORP, which is pretty decent, better than Jonathan mm-hmm. Isaac. But mm-hmm. Isaac's been hurt, so what's Markin's excuse? Oh, Markin's <laughs> also hurt, right? Uh, <laughs> Leon thinks that he could be the next Troy Murphy. I mean, I'm telling you, if he turns into Troy well, Murphy or Ryan Anderson, I'd be a happy you, you got to take that. Troy Murphy was pretty solid for the Warriors for a while, so yeah, uh, I like that. Ricky Velasquez is joining us. Uh, I just saw him at the White Sox game last Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says Tony Kukoc was first before Dirk. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Dirk was better, though. <laughs> I'm just saying, Dirk, Dirk made Tony look like a freaking preschooler the way you played. Ooh. Tony was good, though, in his own right. I mean, uh, Tony, but... the whipping boy Kukoc. Tony was nice, though. No, he was too nice. Everybody just pile on him. When something went wrong with the Bulls, they just blamed it on Tony. So, Tony. No, no, it was a Phil Jackson, Michael Jordan, Scotty, Tony. <laughs> but, uh, no. Tony, Tony, Tony. Tony. It feels good. Okay, C is the grade that the Bulls got for this one. Okay. All Given right. the wealth of star power left in this draft, selecting a specialist at number seven doesn't make an inordinate amount of sense. I think they might have gotten this one correct, though, just knowing what we know now about Laurie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love the kid, but, man, is he so soft. and mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah, and now he's a restricted free agent, and the Bulls have a very tough decision to make. I mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to see him, him back. Let him Let go. Him you go. got Patrick Williams. Let him go. Let yeah. him the hell go. That's right, Elsa. That's right. Ah, number eight. This is why. This is what you guys came to see. This is what you're kidding. Uh, Frankie Clamps. Oh, 
He smokes Fresh Prince. What, how many fucking nicknames I've seen for this guy? But go ahead. Let's, let's this guy has ahead. more nicknames than uh, potential at yeah. this point. What's <laughs> <laughs> how do you say his last name? Is it Frank? No, Lakina. La Femme Nikita. What? La Femme Nikita. Wow, damn. Throw it back. <laughs> he is French, right? He comes from yes, Fran- the France. Yep, the France. Uh, yeah, he, well, he was uh, mocked. I mean, we mock him now, but he was mocked to be in the top ten. So, so he yeah. must have done something right. I mean, Phil Jackson's an asshole. Oh Jesus! Oh, oh hey, it goes back to Phil Jackson. Was. See, hey, you forgot who our president was at the time, making yeah. the damn decisions. That's right. <sighs> and we talked about Phil Jackson with the Bulls, Tony, and now with the next <laughs> Frankie. Come on. Oh man, can, can I take this one over? Uh, yeah, yeah. Go Can I take it over? Okay. I the floor to you, man. Go ahead. Thank you. I appreciate this one. Defensively versatile. We know he, he had it. Defense translates. His defense translates. He can lock you down. He showed it before locking down Kimba, you know, playing in the, the FIBA or whatever the hell they played. It locked him down uh, j- with a jumper. Bullshit. Jumper in practice. Absolutely. <laughs> can be a long-term shooting guard. No. You got to be able to actually shoot and do other things. Um, 3 and D kind of guy. I guess that's what Phil was seeing. Um, it would have been nice. I kind of got hyped for him because of the pick and roll because he was a great passer. Yeah. Pick and roll with KP, that would have been nice to see for a decade. I wanted Donovan Mitchell. Yes, no bullshit, no cap. I wanted Donovan Mitchell because I know exactly who he was. Yeah. But we got Frank Nilekina, so I had to either. It, was, it basically went Mitchell, Smith, and Frank was my third. And both of them weren't there. But Frank you know, I think his time is up now. There's so many, they just, he's not getting a shot. Yes, he improved with his three-point shot, but Derrick Rose came in and took his spot. Then you had Alex Burks closing the games. I mean, yeah. just what else do you need to see that, that he's not it? I mean, the fact that but, he couldn't even beat out Alfred Payton, I mean. Thank you. Thank you. And you hear me trash Alfred Payton any little chance I get. It's very concerning. I mean, I, I, let me ask you this, Jacob. And, and I think we could take turns uh, uh, doing the uh, the readouts uh, for this. I, mm-hmm. I just realized that we should just be taking turns if you want. Well, we'll see how it goes. I'm so used to just asking the questions and reading out my, my notes <laughs> here uh, with you and Leon. I just been mm-hmm. just asking you questions. But here we go. Um, let me ask you something. Make it here. natural. It's natural. It's natural. Yeah. Organic. Orgasmic. There you go. Uh, there you go. Uh, uh, baby. Uh, okay. So, Frank, he's listed as a point guard here. Uh, and there's they, they the notes here mentioned that he could be a shooting guard long term. What do you make of him? Can he still be a point guard, or is he better off yeah. just turning into a shooting guard at this point? Absolutely, he can be a point guard. I mean, if you're yeah. a good passer, but his biggest problem is when he comes down the floor, it's like he it's like a deer in headlights. He doesn't know what the fuck to do. Yeah, that's that awesome. was his biggest problem. You have to he has to go to like a San Antonio so where he can that. be taught. Yeah, so much for that high go. IQ. Yeah, I mean it's yeah they said that, but I'm like. <laughs> you saw it. It was inconsistent. I mean, one night, oh, my God, you said that pass by Frank. Man, he might be getting it in the next game. He like three or four turnovers, and he doesn't know what the hell he's doing on the floor. So, like I said, you put him in like a San Antonio kind of spot, it would have been nice, though. Tony Parker, get his ass on the phone, Tony. You know, what can I do make myself better? And it's weird with a lot of these players that they don't reach out to the guys that can probably help them the most mm. because Tony Parker had to go through that. Yeah. You know, he's not known coming to San Antonio – just young kid, like, what the hell? How can I improve my game? Like I said, he had spurts of where he looked good, but then it was more than not. It was more bad than good, so. Yeah. Um, what was it? Uh, Frank uh, Frank Lafon Nikita, whatever his name is. Um, <laughs> kind of reminds me of Killian Hayes a little bit. Uh, uh, in terms of the stature, ah, they're both uh-huh. from France. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if uh, they, I mean, the high IQ, I remember we talked about it last year, that Killian Hayes that come back, come in with yes. some intangibles in that regard. Uh, mm-hmm. But here's the comp that, I mean, because this is before Killian Hayes, right? Uh, Dante Exum, which uh, I'm a, I was a big fan. The, so this is why I don't like watching highlights because I fall in love with those highlights <laughs> and then I fall in love with that player. I'm still holding on for Dante Exum, damn it. Man, what is he, like 27 now, maybe? I don't remember, but I he's, remember. He's, he's getting up there. Well, he, I could be wrong, but yeah, I thought he was going to be decent. Well, I used to try to make him really good in 2K, and it just – I used to just run to the rim and dunk all the time. didn't matter. But, well, yeah, Frankie. he's a better shooter. Yeah, he's a better shooter now, but Frankie, yeah, no. Negative 2.6 on the VORP. That's uh, Josh Jackson bad. But here's the grade. Uh, B plus. The Frenchman is certainly a raw product. His handles aren't remarkably tight, and he struggles to create his own look from the perimeter. Th- that, to me, does not scream a point guard, Okay. That's a red flag. I'm not even bothering looking at this guy if that's the scouting report you're giving me. Like mm-hmm. it, it's 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 it always goes back to a couple of things. A seven footer who can't rebound, Brooke Lopez. Get away from <laughs> me. I don't want that in my life. It's, I'm wrong now. But that's because he developed a three point shot and became exactly. a modern NBA player. But yeah, you give me a a, a seven footer who can't protect the paint or protect the uh, rim mm-hmm. or rebound. I don't want you. You give me a, a a sloppy point guard with no handles and can create his own shot. I don't want you either. So, <laughs> he's the fourth worst player in class per VORP. So, yeah, as mentioned, uh, only so many players, uh, not all 60 players actually made it to the <laughs> NBA. Um, and he's a restricted free agent. Are you wanting the Nexus to sign him? <laughs> you, take, you better take those smallest contract. I don't know what you want. Maybe I, I would take him back off the bench because you can be a defensive store where you come in, lock this guy down, make yourself useful. But yeah, other than that, <laughs> they, they can... Uh, and plus, it was Phil's pick, so I can't see him lasting. Tony. Uh, I guess Ricky Velasquez, I just figured out that he's waving goodbye. I thought he was waving goodbye to the show. But no, he's waving goodbye to Laurie Markin, and I just figured it out. Oops. Mm-hmm. Bye, Laurie. Bye, Laurie. All right. <laughs> uh, Dennis Smith, speaking of which, uh, what was what the Knicks fans always said? If you wanted Dennis Smith. Oh, I think it was Michael Rappaport. If you wanted Dennis Smith, you could have just drafted him, you jerk. Exactly. But Dennis Smith uh, made it to the Mavericks, 6'2", 195 point guard. Yeah, he's small, but dude is explosive. Explosive. <laughs> Explosion. West Coast. Uh, modern NBA point guard. Expl- we mentioned explosive, great vision, can score. With, if he would have gone with the Magic, he uh, they can't feel like they should stick with Alfred Payton. Oh! Oh! Mm-hmm. Oh! Mm-hmm. It always goes. Uh, Thoughts, man, you know, everywhere. Wait, and you know who was the GM for that team? The, the GM of the Knicks, Scott Perry. Oh, that explains so much. Uh, that's what that's he loves. Alfred Payton was his pick. Alfred Payton wow. was his guy. Wow. Uh, there that, you go. Thank you for a little tidbit, man. No problem. Interesting. See, when I was doing some of this stuff, I got into a rabbit hole of coaches and of players mm-hmm. and NBA scenarios that happened at that time. That's what took me mm-hmm. so long to do the spreadsheet because I was I found out that Tom Thibodeau and Ron Adams go way back. I thought I was just mm-hmm. with the Knicks, but apparently. Uh, nah. There was a Jeff Van Gundy connection mm-hmm. too in Houston. So, anyway, I'm getting off track like I did. No, this, that's fine. Uh, this weekend. But it has a tree. <laughs> uh, let's see. He's a bit small, too inconsistent. Uh, mm-hmm. Was a top five prospect, but NC State did not make the tourney. That's the uh, the Ben Simmons syndrome, the Markel Fultz syndrome. Dennis Smith got a little bit of that. They described him as being the next Baron Davis and Steve Francis. And boy, oh boy, do I not like that at all, even at for that time um <laughs> what do you think steve, about those comps steve francis i saw because steve francis was very explosive he, he kind of did remind him he definitely overpowered but um yeah steve francis that the con 
the comp is there. But obviously, Franchise was a great player. And just Dennis Smith, also, he just fell out of favor. And AKA, next, you know, who came the next year? And he definitely, Luca came in, was like, who the hell is this guy? Now nah, you're getting the hell out of here. And then the KP trade came about. But Dennis Smith, he did have a strong run at first. You know, he yeah. made highlights, hitting shots, and then the dunking, yeah. Yeah, the Duncan and just inconsistent play killed him. And yeah. as this was right on the money. This is why you always try to draft best player available, even if you already have a player in that position. Imagine mm-hmm. the Dallas Mavericks saying, Yeah, we shouldn't draft Luca because we already have Dennis Smith. <laughs> Oof. Man, that trade, man. Yeah. Trade, but they would have either had Trey Young. Yeah, I think Luca would have been a better fit than Trey Young, to be honest. Yeah. Uh plus the whole uh uh the whole uh, thing with the Mavericks being like visionaries for being uh mm-hmm. one of the one of the few teams that actually have a european player uh lead them mm-hmm. uh with dirk Nowitzki, and now you could do i guess they were trying to do the same thing with chris with tingus pingus over there but then luca got drafted and yeah. they drafted I, who? <laughs> i'm sorry you know what and my timeline's off i don't remember if no the the, the trade happened after they drafted luca right yeah it was yeah it was actually because yeah, it was had after to go, that, right he had to go yeah and i remember being at work and then I think Leon, somebody told me, oh, Nick's traded KP. I said, what? I thought everybody was just trolling me. I was just like in another zone. I'm like, no, they didn't. I look on the next trade, but Dennis Smith, yo, what the fuck? That same day I said, I was like, you could have fucking drafted the guy. What the <laughs> hell is, what was the point of this? What, what kind of, ne- I, I, oh man, just Phil Jackson, he, he pissed me off the whole time, man. The whole time he was president, it was just, well, I was pissed off to the were, highest level of pissivity. RIP Robin Harris. <laughs> Well, you were pissed off, but Bleacher Report loved this pick for the Mavericks. A plus. Can you yes. imagine a world where a, uh, Dennis Smith gets you an A plus for your draft uh, status? Uh, here's the quote: Head coach Rick Carlisle is a master of maximizing the potential of the men on his roster. Yeah, wait a couple of years and see what happens. And he'll be <laughs> you got jumping. Your too. Yeah, right. <laughs> and he'll be jumping with joy. One of the best picks of the 2017 NBA draft. The best picks. Mm. Uh, and here's the uh, the results. Uh, he has competed yeah. in not one but two slam dunk contests, <laughs> and obviously we he we mentioned it. He was involved in the trade to the Knicks for Chris Stapps Porzingis. Now he's a restricted free agent. Do you want him back on the Knicks, there, Jacob? Fuck no. Man. Okay, let me yeah, ask you a better yeah. question. Let me Thank ask you a better you. question. If you had to choose one, you had to pick one. Would you want Frankie Clamps or Dennis Smith uh, on the Knicks next year? Just Frankie pick one. Clamps. Frankie Clamps, easy. Defense, right. <laughs> Defense and Dennis Smith Jr. can't shoot for shit. Only his his name for fame is he jumped over J. Cole. The only reason he got him there because he's a he's a North Carolina you know representative. So ah, uh, interesting. Yeah, Good to Frankie know. Clamps, easy. All right. Well, as you can see here, Zach. Oh shit, Zach Collins' name is highlighted in purple. There was a trade involved. So let's see if I can make sense of this. Portland receives the rights to Sacramento's 2017 first round pick uh, from the and that that came by uh, way of the Pelicans, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the rights to Portland's 2017 first round pick, which is uh, the number 15 and the number 20. Uh, so, yeah, one of the things I hated about doing the research on this is trying to figure out what picks went where and who mm-hmm. and how. Uh, the Kings, as you can see, is highlighted in the Blazers colors because this is my way of saying, yeah, the Kings drafted the uh, Zach Collins, but this is a Blazers pick, basically. Mm-hmm. And look at this. Sac- uh, how did Sacramento get the top 10 pick? Well, Crazy. they traded buddy healed Tyreek Evans Langston Galloway and a 2017 second round pick for DeMarcus Cousins and Omri Caspi 
who is that right? Did we mention yeah. Andre Caspi last week that he retired? Yes, we, I believe we did. Yes, we did. The it ties dots, into man. it. The there dots. you go. You guys think that we're just doing this show willy nilly? No, man. <laughs> this is basketball serendipity. They want us to do this show. <laughs> Zach Collins, center out of Gonzaga. Uh, what do you uh, make of Zach Collins at this time? I like Zach Collins coming out of school, man. He was, I thought he was going to be honestly a 2010 kind of guy. He was tough, tough on the rebounds. His jumper was pretty nice before, you know, big guy mid range was there. Um, it was just, he was pretty athletic too. I mean, he has some highlights in Gonzaga and I just, he was efficient at school too. So yeah. I thought it would carry over in injuries and my man just, <sighs> that was it. Injuries in the name. It just sucks, man. I love watching him play, man. Every time I see a Portland game, he just stands out, man. He He's a, the big guy who can move very well, runs like a gazelle, mm-hmm. uh, is able to protect the rim. Like I mean, and, and looks can be deceiving, right? Because when we we see a white boy doing that, it's like, what's he going to do? And then I know, right? And then boom, he's not like a Brent star. Barry. Yeah, you got Brent that, Barry, man. That's a good example right there. Or Rick Barry at that point. Rick Barry, exactly. I mean, can't run away from the DNA, man. Yeah. Uh, and Rick Barry's now coaching the big three tournament uh, uh, with Ice Cube's really? promotion. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I, I mentioned that. that. I actually tagged you. I mentioned that in the thread. A full circle, I, right? Yeah. I really didn't. I, how the hell I missed that? But that's yeah. pretty cool. I like that. Uh, imagine this. Rick Barry on one end of the uh, uh, coaching one team and then Nancy Lieberman Schmidt. Uh, well, I don't know if she goes by. <laughs> they just mentioned her as Nancy Lieberman. So I, I probably mm-hmm. should just call her Nancy Lieberman. I don't know if there was a divorce involved, but Nancy <laughs> Lieberman is coaching the other team. And that, that was pretty <laughs> cool to see. Um, mm-hmm. Zach Collins, uh, not a not a star, but a solid two way big man, mm-hmm. which is all you can really ask for in today's NBA from your seven footers. Uh, the comp was Brad Doherty. I did he died or am I thinking of something? No, no, else? no, no, no. He co- he does the college Na- game day for basketball. He's and NASCAR, still, uh, does he still do NASCAR? I think he probably does. He's country as hell, you know he does it. So as Hot Rod Williams was the one who died, probably right. I think so. They they always I always got them mixed up because they both had the little fro. Oh, not the yeah. fro. They had the high top. Yeah. yeah, and Larry Nance too, because uh, mm-hmm. they played for the Cavaliers. And there was a third, a third forward for that Cavs team from the '90s. Not Tyrone Hill, or better, although you better call on Tyrone. But I don't remember. <laughs> it was uh, Carson? I forgot. I forgot which one it was. It'll come up probably. Yeah, probably someone can tell us. That'd be appreciated. Uh, as you can see, neg- <laughs> negative, <laughs> negative war player. As you were alluding to, uh, yeah, the injuries are just taking a toll and uh, inconsistent playing time. But here's they got a B plus for drafting. The Blazers mm-hmm. did Zach Collins, and here's the quote: "The Blazers just need to be patient. Yeah, be patient. Let mm-hmm. him grow organically, just like the show, right, Jacob? And exactly. He should, <laughs> and he should reward the faith in a big way. But he's only played on 154 games, which is uh, right in the middle of things. So 60 picks. He's 30th in games played so mm-hmm. far." For comparison's sake, Jason Tatum has played in 289 games so far in his career. Uh, injuries, uh, he missed uh, a past season. Uh, he broke his foot or his knee. I forgot what it was. Mm-hmm. And all he did was walk to his because mailbox. His yeah, yeah, that was the one. Was, I don't know what was worse. Walk, just walk to your mailbox and sneezing and cracking a rib. Uh, man. Tripping over your dog. Like Tripping Jake over your Plum- dog. Jake Plummer yep. and Brian Robinson did that. There you go. Okay, now I think I got it. Okay, uh, he he was a good shooter. Talk about Danny Ferry. No, it was it was like a it's like a clone. It's like Brad Doherty, Hot Rod Williams, and some clone of their some clone. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Danny Ferry. Yeah, I mean, I do remember him being with the Cavs, and 
but anyway, player. let me ask you a question. Zach Collins, if you're the Blazers, do you resign him? Uh, no, no, he's no. a restrictive. Do you match no, any offer? He opted out. No, he opted out. So he's a free. Now he didn't. I think he had a player option or something like that. Really? So he is actually. I just. They, he he has not been extended to qualifying offer. Really? So he's going to become a free agent. Yeah, they just said. Nah. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, someone lied to me when I did this spreadsheet. Okay, sorry about that, folks. But uh, yeah, I saw that he was a restricted free agent last uh, this past weekend. No, he's listed as restricted free agent. Right, they extended a qualifying offer to him. Huh? He never took it. He will become a free agent. But can the Blazers match? No, since they 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 tried to pay him basically like a qualifying. You you say no, that's why you go out there and you get a pick, just like baseball. But you don't get yeah. a pick in basketball. But yeah, no, I don't think they want him back though because of his injury history. I don't. But yeah, I'm okay. pretty sure they definitely extended that QO. Though they did it, so they said, "Fuck out of here." All right, all right. Well, there you go. Anybody can get my Zach Collins. I, I would take a flyer on him. I can see you no know, see him going for some reason. The Bulls. The, the well, and hell no, you got enough forwards. But yeah, if you're gonna take another one, the Pacers. He just seems like some like the guy that just would thrive on the Pacers, even yeah. though they got some bonus. But my and Miles Turner. Wait. He is still on the team, right, Miles Turner? Yeah, they didn't trade him yet. Boston didn't pull that no. trigger. I see, I see, I see. They were supposed to. Let's go to Malik Monk. Malik Monk, uh, I did not know. I see his name all the time in fantasy circles, but I did mm-hmm. not know that he was drafted in the 2017 NBA draft. I didn't even know that he went to Kentucky because, you know, Kentucky, like you mentioned, has so many players that uh, once in a while you kind of forget about certain players who went <laughs> to Kentucky. Yet another freshman. So let me double check something. That's Is that all top 11 freshmen? One, yeah, all I, think the, I think it, I think it was the first time, except for and the international player and Frank and Clamps. Well, Frank would have been a freshman. True when you that. think about it, if he went to college. True that. Uh, so Monk, top ten pick. He went number eleven. So you would think the Hornets had themselves a, a steal. Could have gone with the Knicks. This will would have uh, to quote the uh, note here. This would have helped Phil Jackson implement the triangle. Psh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I hate. That's what I started hating that. The triangle, triangle here, triangle there, triangle everywhere. Man, shut the hell up with your I, damn triangle. triangles. I oh, hypotenuse of a triangle. It's like, <laughs> what is this, trigonometry or basketball? Come on. Oh, it was terrible. He's a natural scorer, athletic and dynamic, not very efficient. He's a streaky shooter. Uh, the Kings uh, would have made this a good pick for them with uh, De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald and and uh, Monk, uh, backcourt trio of sorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lou Williams and Eric Gordon. How do you like those uh, comps there? Malik, uh, Eric Gordon more because Lou Williams can shoot, but he's more of a mid-range kind of guy. Eric Gordon I like because he is a three-point shooter, and Malik Monk was a good three-point shooter coming out of school, right. which he, he's improved since he since then. But, yeah, Eric Gordon I like a lot better than Lou Will. Yeah, well, Malik Monk's a negative player, uh, but Bleacher Report gave him a B plus, and here's why. And when he explodes, which he will – It'll be more than worth the short-term suffering. <laughs> if you're a Hornets really? fan, if you're a Hornets fan, you're always suffering. Okay, now you tell me if I'm wrong here, but I saw out of SpotRack.com that Malik Monk is a restricted free agent coming into this offseason. Is that true? Yes. Okay. Good. Uh, he hasn't gotten enough playing time. Has averaged double-digit points in the last two seasons, however. So mm-hmm. there, there is some hope there. But oh yeah. Yeah, but with the Hornets, they, they have a lot of good young players as it is. And now they got LaMelo as well. Mm-hmm. So it's a tough, tough sell there. He lasted uh, longer than Kimba. 
<laughs> and uh, he got his three point shot up to forty percent last year. So yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Hey, Kemba, twenty eleven uh, 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 alumni. There you go. So a full circle, always. I like this. I like where this is heading. Mm-hmm. What else are we doing? Looking our so we're about an hour into the show. So let's we're about to finish the lottery right now of the 2017 mm-hmm. NBA draft. Let's see if we can double time this. There's not a lot of players to cover as a second. We 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 uh we got a lot of uh we, we mentioned a lot about the 2011 NBA draft there, Jacob. Mm-hmm. That oh, it's so weak and there's not a, a lot of depth, but you're gonna see in this draft a lot of these players didn't pan out, and there's not a lot of second round picks that did not make it to the NBA. So we're Mm going to see that really quick. But first, let's go back to Duke. Luke Kennard with the Pistons, shooting guard, sophomore. That's the first sophomore selected in this draft. Uh, The Mox had him going number 11 to the Hornets, you know, to stay in North Carolina. But it was the Pistons (laughs) who took advantage. But why did the Hornets need him? Well, first and foremost, the Hornets could use a three-point shooter. And Dwight Howard needs shooters. And this is before Dwight Howard. uh, I think he ended up going to the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, But this is June, so he's not there yet. Uh, he will provide depth along with Nicholas Batum and Michael Kick Gilchrist. <laughs> Jesus, imagine. Uh, he's a good all-around scorer, good ball handler, moves well without the ball, lacks defense, strength, explosiveness. You know, white boy needs more athleticism. Nick Stauskas and Jeff Hornacek. He disrespected Jeff Hornacek. Um, much as I like, much as I like Luke Kennard at school, he was a scorer. Mr. Ohio, you know, obviously he can score the ball. That's what he did. But Nick Stauskas, man, I, he was supposed to be really good. So that kind of, uh-huh. that's kind of fair. Coming out of school, I, Nick Stauskas, Stauskas, excuse me. Yeah, that was kind of like, that was solid. Out of but, Michigan, right? Michigan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, Luke, Lucas carved out. He actually got it. It was playing time with him because the Pistons did not play him that much. I don't know why. But as soon as he got the playing time, he, he produced uh, breaking news for you, Jacob. Uh, the mm-hmm. Dodgers acquire Max Scherzer. What? Yep. Oh, well, at least we don't got to worry about him anymore. According the to the division. <laughs> for who? Uh, this is uh, some guy named Jason Love on Twitter. Uh oh. Wait, wait, I don't know who Jason Love is. Uh oh. He's not verified. So maybe wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What well, else? This is not fun. Let me go. Other- I'll get the athletics so I can tell you in a second. Okay, yeah. Tell me who this, uh, if this is uh, true or not. Uh, but anyway, while we move on, uh, right. it looks it looks <laughs> like the the Nationals got themselves a pretty decent haul too. If I this is surprised. true, if this is true, but I'm not seeing it anywhere me uh, either. from anybody uh, with a repu- as a reputable source. But so jumping the gun there. Um, well, now I'm really curious. Is, is this, I know, right? Is it Rosenthal? Rosenthal is usually a good guy about that stuff. Usually. Usually, um, I don't know why I'm getting reporters all effing up. But where yeah. we at now? <laughs> but yeah, he turned that into the bag by getting three of 41 million extension from the clips after he, you know, was acquired by them. And yeah. he's certainly he's gonna have a few, you know, he'll average 12. And when he, if he gets playing time here, he can average 12 and do a few things on the floor, hit three. He's a good three point shooter. Yep. Yep. So the Clippers need him, and yeah. he's at a better position. But, uh, yeah, uh, knee issues, I think you mentioned that was the big mm-hmm. bad thing. Uh, as far as the grade, though, A-, minus. they really like this pick. If the Pistons could mm-hmm. keep trying to surround Andre Drummond with floor-spacing threats, 
uh, the only players capable of taking and making threes. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Drummond's no longer with the Pistons, and they've moved on, and they're going with a full-blooded youth movement. So mm-hmm. that's the Pistons. Luke Kennard uh, is. I'm sorry. Did you say he's still with the Pistons, or did he get signed by? No, he, he still he got traded to the Clippers, I believe, or he signed with. Them. I think he might have got traded. I'll check that out in a second, bro. Alrighty. I'll check it out right now. Let's see. Where were we? Ah, yes. Number 13. Unlucky <laughs> number 13. Uh, but we talked about, we alluded to this guy already. And uh, uh, what can you say, man? Donovan Mitchell has turned into one of the better franchise uh, players mm-hmm. in all of basketball, uh, basically saving the Utah Jazz from their own, well, from their own existence because it's Utah, <laughs> right? Um, so 6-2 out of Louisville, sophomore, another sophomore, back-to-back sophomores. He was supposed to go number 12. to to the Pistons, uh, who knows how better the Pistons would have been with uh, what's his face with Donovan Mitchell, but he has a big wingspan, tenacious competitor, uh, has great playmaking skills, great athleticism. I mean, just what else can we say about him that hasn't been said about <laughs> everybody else already? Um, Norman Powell is the comparison, however. Uh, is that a big disrespect or does that sound right to you? Uh, yeah, I didn't. Norman Powell, no. I don't. I don't like it. I'll say. I'll say more. Donovan Mitchell was. I'll say a prime. Baron Davis. Quicker Baron Davis. I think he's more explosive. But Bar- B Diddy was actually a spoken like he was. He can get up there. Because I know was. the other comparison that they like to use is using D Wade, and that just goes well D- because yeah, D Wade. Yeah is a part owner of the jazz now. Uh, I, but I, I like always that. thought that D way was a little bit bigger and taller. I don't know. Is that, am I seeing six this wrong? Three, what's D way like six, three, six, four. I thought he was six, four, maybe even six, five. And uh, Something like that. Mitchell's listed as six, two, but with a big ass wingspan. Yeah. He can get the fuck up. There. <laughs> he's, a athletic. he's hyper athletic. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, Luke Kennard did get traded along with their, uh, Justin Patton, who's also an alum of this 2017 class, got traded to the Clippers or uh, was involved in a three way deal. Yeah, with the- yeah Landry Shemet went to the that's the one that sent him to Brooklyn. Uh, ah, okay, okay. So that happened. Uh, so I, I think, uh, the, the Pistons, the Clippers, mm-hmm. uh, did well in that trade, uh, in getting Luke Kennard. We'll see if it actually amounts to anything. Well, we'll see because now the Clippers are in big trouble. But you guys, you and Leon can talk about that on another show. Uh, mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell, I think this is uh, the number two highest vorp. No, sorry. Bam Adebayo is on, on the list here. Yep. So maybe number three, the, the third highest vorp value over replacement on the on uh, in this class. So, I mean, like I said, there's a lot of good things to talk about with Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. It's hard to figure out where exactly to start. But we'll start with this grade as Bleacher Report did not like this. C plus. Mm-hmm. This is a boomer bus pick for Utah. I mean, come on. If you're Utah, those are the only pictures you should be making, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you that got, too. You can, I guess Utah, they usually play conservatively and, and play it mm-hmm. safe. But eventually, nah. you got to reach for it. And go, they reach for that. Yeah. They did. As well as a slight reach. You see that it's a slight reach because they, they <laughs> use like 17 eyes and slight. Here's hoping they don't ask him to run the point. Well, that's okay. It. That's no, that that was truth right then. And that's why they got Conley. That's so right, that's right. they they got that point on, but everything else, hell no, they were wrong. 
Uh, I put down that he's improved every single season of his career. He's assigned to a five-year, $163 million contract extension. Mm -hmm. He got paid. And uh, the Jazz, unless uh, he becomes Aaron Rodgers, should be happy with what they got. Mm -hmm. We move on to Bam Adebayo. So so little-known fact about me, right, uh, Jacob? Donovan Mm -hmm. Mitchell, Bam Adebayo, Mm -hmm. they're on my fantasy basketball team for next year. (laughs) If I I so choose... If I so choose to go and Markel Fultz, basically, that's, I, I, I had the wherewithal to pick all the good players in the 2017 NBA draft, right? Hey, there you go, man. That's who else is on my when team? It, he said, Who else is on my team? <laughs> I think I had Josh Jackson. No, oh, sorry to hear that. I, I thought I had maybe Lonzo Ball, but maybe that was a different season. I don't remember. Mm. Okay, uh, Bam Adebayo, 6'10 out of Kentucky. I didn't go here, I did not know that he went to Kentucky. Yep. Another one. <laughs> Another one. Freshman. But look at this, Jacob. He was supposed to go really late in the draft. Yeah, because he was so raw, man. He he shot up towards the beginning of like the draft. It was like a week before. He just boom. I mean, he just uh, the old dirty bastard uh syndrome. There you go. He likes it raw. Mm-hmm. Shimmy, shimmy, y'all, shimmy. Okay. He can defend. <laughs> hey, listen, man. Bam can defend guards, apparently. Yes. I know he's a good rim and paint protector that much. Mm-hmm. Very athletic. Obviously, we know this. Well, check out this quote. If he goes to the Bucks, well, you got to realize that Thon Maker is the future in Milwaukee, but Bam can give the Bucks some extra power around the basket. Thon Maker. Yeah, he was. Franchise player. I, I thought he would be it, man. Him and Giannis was going to run stuff. You got, he would have filled into his body and. Nope. Now you got his brother or whatever coming up, whoever the hell he is. Who, uh, uh, home, is that his name? His brother's name is Home Maker. Something. It's something. <laughs> home Maker. <laughs> uh, did you say the 2011 NBA draft, the one that we just covered last week? Look at the mm-hmm. comps, man. Markeith Morris and Tristan Thompson. That's crazy. Does it work for you, though? Tristan Thompson, yeah, because he was good on the defensive end. He's a good rebounder, too. Yeah. So I can see that. Marky Morris, no, size-wise, no. But Bam Adebayo, everybody knew about his. Because the stock was up and down at Kentucky, so you just didn't know what you were going to get. But obviously it started shooting up towards the draft and defensive mobility. He was thought to only be like just a rotational guy. He proved a lot of people wrong. He actually got a shot in Miami. And this dude has turned into a franchise cornerstone, man. It's, yeah, I mean, I think awesome he's, to see. I think he's superseded Morris and Thompson oh, as far as comps easy, go. Easily, he, he's the second best player according to Vorp. So Jason Tatum, mm-hmm. Adebayo, Mitchell. What do I care? I got two of those guys on my fantasy team. So it's <laughs> so what do I care? Uh, uh, it's a C grade though. So that's another. So the Bleacher Report did not like the Mitchell and Adebayo picks, and here's why mm-hmm. they hate about the Bam pick here for the Heat's, the Miami Heat's. Hi, Larry. Yeah, that's why I did it. I should probably tag him <laughs> just to show him some love. Uh, makes you wonder if there are more moves on the way because this is a strange fit. Now, I got to figure out who was on that team back in 2017 to make you – was it Hassan Whiteside? Is that what yeah, it was? Yeah, I think Whiteside was on there. Okay. Well, people were already wondering about Hassan Whiteside uh, making him look all suspicious uh, if, if, if his production was actually sustainable for the long term and if it was actually real. But at any rate, uh, he's overachieved to become one of the best players in the draft. And he's now signed to a big-ass deal. Five years, $163 million extension. So that's a win for the Heat. The Heats, sorry. <laughs> Let's move on to Justin Jackson, right? Oh, oh. God. Next. Now, now, now <laughs> nah, here's, no, here's what I messed up. Uh, 
so I forgot that this is not the Blazers pick, but this is the Kings pick, mm-hmm. uh, right? Because it was both the 15th and 20th pick. So let's mm-hmm. go ahead and paint that in pretty colors right there. Now this I know. Is go ahead. Horrible. This one it gets like. <laughs> well, well, Justin Jackson out of North Carolina, mm-hmm. uh, a junior. He got picked right where he was supposed to pick at number 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he goes to the Bulls, though, uh, that would be a very typical pick for Chicago. Proven college player, versatile, safe pick. Denzel mm-hmm. Valentine, uh, Joaquin Noah, uh, is the John Paxson, yeah, John Paxson and Gar Foreman. I always say this to people, man, they know how to draft. They just, like you mentioned all the time, they don't know how to keep them, but not just that, yep. but they draft very limited upside players. And Justin Jackson would have fit that mold. Long, linky, high IQ. So I got another Paxson type of pick right there. They, he loves their smart players uh, that are upperclassmen in the in the, yep. the mid-first round. Um, they did win a NCAA title at UNC because of him. He's quick on defense, yada, yada, yada. Rod Higgins is the comp. They reached. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> the, the Kings. Uh, and he's a negative player. So he's very close to being replaceable. Mm-hmm. Uh, a minus though uh, Bleacher Report love this pick he's a, he's readier to contribute immediately than your average prospect uh, he technically won a championship with the Bucks this past year right technically yeah, if he was on the squad yes yeah. or even you know a little bit well he hasn't gotten the playing time but for good reason he's just very limited as to what he can do on the court and he's an unrestricted free agent in 20 uh, in this upcoming offseason where do you see Justin Jackson playing next year? Uh, yeah, he's going to play. He's going to play. Uh, just, I can see him going to a team like, like the Blazers or something like that. They always can use more shooting around Dame. They got to try to figure out any kind of way to keep that guy in Portland. I know, obviously, just what the hell is he going to do, but you got to get somebody. Somebody that can shoot, get to the rim, do something. Justin Jackson, hey, maybe he – Turned it up for that team. But, yeah, I can see, like, the Blazers, him staying on the West, maybe going to Phoenix as they try to keep some players and not keep players, get players, get more players around to support, you know, Book and CP3 and Aiden and all of them. Maybe the Bulls. Maybe, maybe they get another, hey, uh, another Denzel Bulls? Valentine. Oh, Lord. I love yeah. Denzel Valentine. We played against the Knicks. He couldn't hit the rim for shit. No, nah, he sucks, Denzel. <laughs> He's supposed I, to be so good. I hit no, I hated that draft pick. That that was the one time where I'm like, well, this is the one time where I can't defend Gar Packs. Come on, Michigan nights. State, man. Michigan oh, he State sucks so bad. And first of all, you already had Derrick Rose on the team, and you're gonna get another guy with bad knees on your team. Come on, man. Anyway, Justin, speaking of the, the bull. Well, this is not the Bulls pick, this is the Timberwolves pick. Mm-hmm. As I highlighted this in blue to let me know that anybody in know. blue <laughs> is connected. So Laurie is in blue. Mm-hmm. And Justin Patton is in blue. And we just mentioned Justin Patton. He got traded in that Luke Kennard deal. Mm-hmm. So what went wrong or what went right? Let's see. Did he pan out? I don't know. 6'11 no, no. center out of Creton. Freshman. Uh, he That's a reach because he was supposed to go late in this draft. And the Timberwolves fell in love with him. Has defense, athleticism, handles the sh- uh, handles and the shot. And a typical Creton player, but with, Pretty much. with a, a much taller build and Brendan Haywood, I don't know if I like that pick. No, nah, Brendan Haywood is actually productive. Ooh. This guy didn't even – all he did was – he was like a G – see, when you're a G League journeyman, that, you just go overseas now. Like, <laughs> that's it. Well, you'll you see that it. a lot of these first-round picks did not go overseas, though. No, nah, they, they stayed. 
Yeah. And, and when we were talking about the 2011 draft, there was a lot of players that went overseas almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at any rate, they got uh, the T-Wolves got a B. Uh, as you can see, Vorp, he's just zero. He's not yeah. good. He's not bad. He's just meh. But maybe uh, you feel now here, you'll love this one, Jacob. L- look at this mm-hmm. quote. So Bishop Report gives gives this pick a B, as in boy. Maybe you feel John Collins was better. He was. <laughs> that's, it. that's all you need to say. Come on now. And John yeah. Collins was still on the board, but it's hard to discredit Patton, who has so much upside left on tap. Bruh. What the fuck? I'll put I'm it this sorry. way. I'll put it this way. If John Collins would have been picked by the Timberwolves, I think Thibodeau would have stayed, and the Knicks wouldn't have oh. him as a coach right now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because John Collins coming out of school, like, dude, you saw 2010, everything about him. Only thing, we'll get into it, but the only thing was really the kicker was his attitude. That was really? the biggest yeah. thing and why he dropped. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, let, yeah. Let, let's save that for the, the 19th say, pick. I'm curious because I did not see any attitudinal problems in these uh, scouting reports and mock drafts. Mm-hmm. But really quick, Justin Patton has played on four different teams already. It's been four years since draft night, by the way. So that's a team a year for his career, young career. At this rate, if he plays for 10 years, he'll be playing for 10 NBA teams. Has only played a total of 22 NBA games. He's currently in camp with, in Omaha. Uh, he's an unrestricted free agent. So he's teamless right now. He's trying to run a basketball camp in Omaha, uh, promoting it like, I know how to get you to the next level. Like, oh, bro, do you know how to get to the next level? I don't how know. Hey. I'm sorry. Even Kwame, even Kwame Brown had a better career, man. Ooh, boy. Yeah, Kwame Brown lasted a while. I mean, he'll tell you. He'll tell you by trying to get him on the show. Ooh, man, he. I don't know. I don't. I I don't know if I'm strong-minded to uh, handle all of his smoke. Yeah, I want that smoke. (sighs) DJ Wilson, number seventeen, going to the Buck, six ten, two thirty-five, out of Michigan. Go blue, junior. If I if I did have a college team, if I did come close to having a college team, even basketball Mm -hmm. or football, it probably would have been Michigan. But that's that was ages ago, man. I can see you as a Michigan guy. Yeah, me and Vince. Me and Vince, uh, yeah. uh, Mercadetti oh, would Lord. be lovers and shit. Oh, God. Just, just learn your timeouts, all right? Learn how many you <laughs> oh, have. you had to go there. Gun smoke. <laughs> to, to learn your timeouts and, t- and hide your financials next time, huh? Shit. Did Chris Webber get elected to the Hall of Fame ever? Yeah, he... I, think he, I, think he, I think he's going in this year. Oh, okay. And what, what jersey are you wearing? I see Team USA, but I, I don't know. Yeah, recognize... Carmelo. Oh, okay. That explains it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. DJ Wilson, uh, second rounder or as high as a 15th rounder. There's a lot of variety into where he would land, uh, <laughs> but he's listed as a late bloomer, potential stretch four, good shooter, versatile, has been uh, rising in the mocks a lot in the few uh, leading up to this draft. Jared Jeffries, one in doubt, just compared Ooh. players to Jared Jeffries when you're Ooh. that tall and can shoot. Uh, negative player, B+. Plus. Here's a quote. If you spent any time watching March Madness this year, you couldn't help but take notice of DJ Wilson. Did you take notice of DJ Wilson there, Jacob? Yeah, the dude was, he was pretty much, he had a lot of potential. Uh, defensive versatility. He can defend multiple positions. Size and skill to be a stretch four. And it was nice. But the thing about it, they needed to get rid of him. They get P.J. Tucker. So he showed he had flashes like the dude would he can get down low he can score back to the bat he can pretty much put it back to the basket and knew what he was doing but like I said you needed a vet to make that run and 
he was just a casualty of that trade. But I like DJ Wilson coming out of school. I really did. All right. Well, he was a part of that trade that helped the Bucks acquire PJ Tucker. He's a mm-hmm. restricted free agent. At least that's how it's listed on Spot Rack. Mm-hmm. Restricted free agent. Um, does he get a second chance at the at, at an NBA career here, uh, Jacob? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's he's okay. too talented not to. All right. I'll take your word for it. I honestly have not noticed. By the way, we're halfway through at this rate. We'll finish sometime around midnight. No, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll speed things up, especially now we're talking about some of these scrubs here. So yeah, really, uh, after, what was it? Bam out of, no, after, who the hell was picked? Oh, okay. After Justin, no, even Justin Jackson was a scrub. So after Bam out of Bayou at 14, <laughs> ju- uh, ju- one, two, three, and now four awful players, uh, relatively speaking of this draft. Oof. TJ Leaf going to the Pacers out of Oof. UCLA. Um, and then <sighs> Leaf was really full of himself. He can score on three levels. He's basically a point guard and a big body. I think that was a, a, a paraphrasing. Uh, you're mm. you're uh, praying? What's going on there, Jacob? No, it was just it was so weird because it was basically him and Lonzo. Like, you thought Lonzo basically would carry this dude to an NBA career because he, he passed the TJ hit shots and the Conference of Champions again and blah, blah, blah. Oh, of course, he can champions. shoot. We've seen – hey, listen – and not to be that guy. You're that He's guy. a tall, lanky, white guy that can shoot. He, they wanted him to be the next Larry Bird, the next great white hope. TJ Leaf wasn't it, all right? Yeah. I mean, he just, he flamed out real quick. Well, to 100. The, co- <laughs> the cop was Nick Collison. I'm thinking to myself, man, nah. if he ever turned into Nick Collison, he should think his lucky stars. But mm-hmm. uh, he's barely a positive player at one-tenth of Vorp. But Bleacher Report, and you'll see, man, I, some of these publications, I wonder, I often wonder, not to be <laughs> racial or racist, but they sure do love their white boys. Of course. I Aim- think I'm, I'd rather have you grade in this shit. <laughs> I'm not even, I'm dead serious right now. Well, I don't remember being impressed with a TJ Leaf uh, back in 2017 pick. So, uh, but they got an A minus, the Pacers did. Leafs. Yeah. Leafs game doesn't involve too much defense. Well, that should have been an omen. I shouldn't have it. <laughs> He's averaged the fifth least amount of minutes in this class. So that should tell you all you need to know about TJ Leaf. Uh, he was supposed to go to Portland. He would be drafted by Indiana. Eventually, he signed a two-way contract at Portland. So Portland, there's a lot of uh, uh, these picks going to Portland. For <laughs> some reason, a lot of these picks were, especially the forwards, yeah. were selected to Portland. And then you're going to see Portland getting these guys anyway, eventually. So it's pretty funny. But here's our guy. Finally, a good player. Yes, after John Conn's boy. Oh, boy. Uh, Wake Forest. So, yeah. Tim Duncan, maybe. Huh? Huh? I, I, I don't think he's as fundamentally sound. He's, no, no, he's a lot more athletic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he can shoot from the outside. I mean, this is a great pick. Great rebounder. He was tough. Like I said. And... They actually had another skill power forward that was aging, you know, from one of the last players out of that nice little run that the Hawks had in Paul Millsap. Yeah. So, you know, probably pretty much, I think he learned from him. But his thing, when I say about maturity, it was back in high school when he had his little issues and people looking at him, you're like, uh, will he get over that? He still has his moments. Where he's you know, Obviously, he talks shit. He's young. So, you know, I like it. But when he gets on that floor, it's all business. And you add him to with Trey, Bog, Yanovic, freaking Capella. I mean, that team is just ready to do great things. But this, he, I loved his pick from day one. Yeah, I did too. I did so too. I knew I was going to take some time. But, man, uh, he, anytime people mention John Collins, I can't help but smile. Um, <laughs> I, mean, it, it, I don't know why. I mean, it's, it's, it, he has a, a very 
a bland name, John Collins. John, John Collins. Collins. He plays for a, <laughs> a, I wouldn't say it's a joke about franchise because things are turning around really quick, but it's it's oh, kind yeah. of a, for a while they were a, after that, like you mentioned that Paul Millsap and Kyle Korver years, uh, mm-hmm. Al Horford. Joe Johnson. Joe, oh, Joe Johnson. It, it kind of was a, a franchise that was going nowhere. And then, mm-hmm. but John Collins turned that around being a very productive or a, uh, decently productive player i don't like these comps though chris wilcox and damian jones those are players you don't want to be compared to it's safe Mm -hmm. to say that he's a little bit better than both of those guys at this point right absolutely all right Uh, yeah Uh, okay there it is 5.8 so uh where does that rank him 5.8 is top five top five and among this class so he's He's uh, he's making a name. He's holding on his own in terms of this class. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bleacher Report actually loved this pick. Uh, gave the gave the Hawks an A. At Absolutely. number nineteen, he's a downright theft for an Atlanta Hawks team looking for mm-hmm. upside. <laughs> they got it. They got it right <laughs> on the dot. Oh, here's the attitude. Okay, I forgot that he was suspended for PED. But what do I say about PED use and getting suspended? The only <laughs> the only crime is getting caught. Exactly. Cheaters always win. <laughs> If you're married, just cheat on your wife because they all you you would be a winner. I cheat on my wife all the time. No, I don't. Uh, he's a restricted free agent this upcoming offseason. This is a this is a gimme. Hawks have to sign him, right? They, they better. Yeah, they better. They, they, they let him go and be like, listen. <laughs> but um, the Knick? The can nah, they ain't gonna get him. Oh. But um, you gotta stop playing around for um Roz throw the chin clack at you over there. Ooh, I didn't know you spoke so, Spanish there. Bow somewhere, somewhere. <laughs> Speaking of Caribbean uh, Spanish, I see. Okay, <laughs> must you must be from New York? <laughs> you know what's what's uh, okay. Maybe I, I was gonna say something really uh, nasty, but I'm not gonna say it. Something to do uh, with Harry. Oh, okay, I, I, I can clean it up. You know what's worse than my Harry back? My my Harry Giles. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty bad. Another uh, Duke player. Yeah, it says Blazers, but this is a Kings pick. 6'10, mm-hmm. you're right, Duke player. Uh boy, oh boy. This is a when I was reading about his story, this was pretty tragic. Uh um, let me take a sip of water. Go ahead and read what you see there on the notes, or gotcha. if you have your own notes, share them. Oh, yeah, I got to do high in particular pick, arguably the best player in the recruiting shot, which he was. If he did, I believe he got hurt. And mm-hmm. he would have been like top five easily. And obviously, I could see the KG in him, 6'10. 230. Well, I think he was a little bit bigger than KG, but it's definitely a high risk, high reward. But, you know, for Duke, he tore, I think he tore, I want to say he tore his ACL in school. I think so too. Yeah. He, he effed up his knee badly. So, but Sacramento, they swung for the fences and <laughs> they got in, <laughs> they got left with snot in their hand because he left too. He well, like, nope. Well, shoot. I mean, they struck out twice in this first round. If it wasn't for Darren Fox, I mean, would. They, they would look like egg on their face right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby Portis is the comp. Yeah, Chris Webber's the other comp that they were making when he was in high school. Uh, yeah. Because he was supposed to be the number one uh, uh, recruit mm-hmm. and possibly a top five pick if there, if there was no one and done deal. Mm-hmm. But uh, the knee injury was already there from the very oh, yeah. beginning. So then well, who knows? But Bobby Portis, because of, you know, the knee injuries, he's now relegated to Bobby Portis standards. So hey, hey, right now you gotta go with Bobby Portis standards champion right now. True that. Harry, that. Yeah, hey, Harry, Harry, <laughs> my Harry back and my Harry crack, <laughs> they would take uh Bobby Portis comparison at this moment. Easy. Uh Ble- Bleacher Report gave this pick a B for the Kings. The quote is this is undoubtedly risky. 
Giles' career could be a giant false start if he never gets healthy. Oh, mm-hmm. no shit. Uh, <laughs> he, wouldn't, he wouldn't make his debut until the 2018-2019 season, so he, mm-hmm. skipped on, uh, he skipped his rookie year because of the knee injuries. Uh, that would be a, a long-term thing for him that first year. The Blazers selected Giles on behalf of the Kings. He ends up signing with the Blazers eventually. Mm-hmm. And now he's on a restricted free agent. Uh, I don't know, man. Do You You got to give him another chance, right? With that yeah, up- absolutely. Because he showed in the bubble. We had a few double-doubles. He showed a little bit of what he can do. So I can see him signing on with a big, you know, needing a young big, maybe the Cavs, maybe the oh. backup Jared Allen as we about to hit him soon. Something like that. Just get him on a young team that he can grow with and possibly get some time. You know, it'll be nice to see. Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, I always every time I see Harry awesome. Giles, I get excited. Uh, <laughs> in fantasy, I mean, not not in real life. I'm like, oh, I have a Harry Giles. No, <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm joking. In fantasy basketball, I, I see Harry Giles. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, should I pick him up before anybody else does and mm-hmm. be a be a trendsetter? And then I, <laughs> common sense takes over, and I chicken out. It's usually the best move to make or not to make. <laughs> Terrence Ferguson. I remember reading about this guy uh, going to the Thunder, yeah. six seven uh, shooting guard. Uh, he played in uh, Australia, was it? Mm, something like that. I don't remember. International player, even though he's American, but you know he went overseas first. Uh, he got picked right where the mocks had him going. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the thing about Ferguson: he can either win a slam dunk contest or a three point contest. That's how raw and athletic this guy is. Yeah, freak of nature. The prettiest shooting stroke of the class. I don't know about that. Who who who's your pretty stroke? Tatum, no homo. Pause. Okay. Um, my my pretty stroke is my left hand. Uh, length. Uh, there are no laws when you're drinking the white claw, Jacob. And the five percent alcohol by content is kicking in right now. At least he can be a good three and D player, Ferguson. If 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 anything, if it doesn't develop into that big mm-hmm. upside that he has. Here's the uh, comps: Terrence Ross, James White. Uh, Terrence Ross makes a little sense. Yeah. Yeah, Terrence Ross. Okay. Negative player. So he's he's replaceable at this point of his career. Beyonce would be at his doorstep right now. <laughs> Even Bleacher Report was not too uh, high on this pick for the Thunder. B minus, and here's a quote. But if he does pan out, the OKC Thunder will have found a tremendous shooter to pair with Russell Westbrook. Wrong. No. <laughs> wrong, a, wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> not a good three-point shooter. He's only 33% in his career right now, which in today's NBA, yeah, they, they expect you to do somewhere around 40 Mm-hmm, at least yeah was traded to philly uh in a danny green trade was eventually traded to your Knicks in a three-way trade and waived three days later he is an unrestricted free agent same thing with him right you got to give give him a chance if you're uh an nba team like yeah you, you you could or you can just go down to the g league and hopefully you catch on someone yeah oh i see hmm. well i mean unlike uh he has a little bit of uh, gerald green on him uh, the way yeah. they describe him. So I, like I, that. I, I would be hard pressed to skip him. At mm-hmm. number 22, Jared Allen. I wish uh, Leon was Leon was on this one. <laughs> Is he? I, 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 you know, I forgot to keep a track of the comments, but no, nah, he's, he's, he's talking about, uh, I think Justin Patton. He said, those who can't do teach, which is very true. Sometimes the worst players make the best teachers because they can tell you what to do, what not to do. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. Yeah, Jared brand- Allen. Mm-hmm. The Brad Stevens is of the world, right? There you go. Uh, Melvin chiming in. All this MJ talk earlier has me saying, fuck the world and fuck the Pistons, apparently. <laughs> Someone's salty. Listen, hey, y'all finally, you know, 
got over at home. So there you go. Had him walking off all mad. So how do we get here? Brooklyn receives the Washington's uh, 2017 first round pick. Uh, Andrew Nicholson and Marcus Thornton for Boyan Bogdanovich and Chris McCullough. Mm. I don't know what the hell they're smoking in Brooklyn at that point. <laughs> I mean, Jared Allen's nice, but Jared Allen's not even on the team anymore. So what is that? Got nothing. Hey, they got him. Hey, the, the Harden trade got him Harden. Oh, that's true. Uh, yeah, you know, did I write that down? We'll find out. Uh, Allen was the fastest and best jumper out of the six ten pro- out of the six foot ten prospects, I should say, seven foot five wingspan, second largest hands of the draft combine. I don't know who number one was, mm. um, but if he could beat Tyson Chandler, that's a win for the Nets and anybody else who would end up getting him. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's good? not a good shooter, especially from free throw line. I'm not sure if that's the case uh, at the moment or not. Uh, but he's a gym rat. That's why I, I love reading. I love reading guys who are described as gym rats. I want oh, those yeah. guys on my team. Kevin Durant was also described as a gym rat, and that's why I loved him in 2007 when he was drafted there. Uh, has offensive potential. Lorenzen Wright is the comp. 5.8 uh, Vorp, which is right there with John Collins. So we got two good big men late in this draft, uh, making up for all the disaster that was in the <laughs> in the lottery and the top 15 picks. B plus, here's what the quote is. The Brooklyn Nets needed a replacement for Brooke Lopez after trading him to the Lakers for a package mm-hmm. center around D'Angelo Russell. Uh, and uh, as sure enough, he would, like you mentioned, got traded in the James Harden deal. He's a restricted free agent. What do you like or don't like about Jaron Allen here? I mean, the furrow, as they call him in Brooklyn, he improved every year. That's what you want to see, especially from a big guy. Elite rim protector. Um, hey, he even, I think he even got to highlight Duncan on LeBron. So that's, so that's what you do. But yeah, he's definitely played himself into a big payday with the Cavs. Let's see what they do there, but they might, they have a point guard. I don't know whether it's going to be which one of Sexland's going to go. Will it be Colin Sexton or will it be Darius Garland? But either way, you'll have your five sitting there with Jared Allen, but yeah, he's solid, man. He's definitely a good player and good pick out of Nets, man. They did a good job. Leon says that the Raptors want Allen, and boy, oh boy, that would be pretty cool to see really? him up north. Yeah, although, yeah. nah, well, I mean, that's like changing the guard thing. But speaking of the Raptors, thank you, Leon, for the segue. Mm-hmm. Boom, OG Ananubi going to the Raptors. Yeah. Now, pick. how do we get here? This was, I said, this was uh, <laughs> a clip. This was the Clippers' uh, first round pick before, mm-hmm. and they got that from the Bucks. And Toronto receives this pick along with Norman Powell for the great Gravis Vasquez out of Maryland. Oh my God, <laughs> that guy. Not just that, but the Bucks. And the, how did the Bucks get this deal? Well, they got it from the Clippers uh, when they traded uh, uh, Jared Dudley for Carlos Delfino. Oh man. In a 2016 round pick, which would end up becoming Marcus Page. What a mess. I hate ugh. UNC Marcus Page, but Carlos Delfino, Bucks legend. Wow. Yeah. Ananobi was a sophomore out of Indiana. Um, if it wasn't for the knee injury, he'd be a top 10 pick. Do you agree with that sentiment there, Jake? Oh, yeah. He was really good. He shoot defensive wizard. Um, just really tough. It's my note for him. Uh, the next long term health, yeah. Uh, if healthy, speaking of which, Draymond Green, do you agree with that? Actually, I can rock with that. I, I don't like really agreeing with these, but that at his highest peak, he could be a 
better shooting Draymond Green. I yeah. like that. Seven two wingspan. I, I misspell wings. I a lot of misspellings here. What, what, I'm, I was really off my game, man. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, Leon's informing us that Gravas Vasquez is a two K legend. Yeah, man, he was uh, ridiculous. I hate him. I like this one though, Kevin. I, at first, when I saw Kevin, uh, Kevin Looney, I'm like, "What are mm-hmm. you doing? That guy's a center, but he's a seven, a six, seven center, kind of like a mm-hmm. Montrezl Harrell kind of deal." Yep. So uh, Anubi was. Uh, Drafted for his defense here as well, and he can guard any multiple positions that says here, especially with his long ass arms. Three point, he has a 3.1 board, which puts him top 10 in this draft class. Mm -hmm. He got an A, the Raptors did for this pick. The Raptors may have landed the steal of the draft, like everybody's a steal of the draft. This I know, right? (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, he's improved every season. Uh, the Raptors won a title with him, although I don't think he did much of playing at that point, but they. He gets he gets a ring, so some, I think he has some big shots. I don't remember. I, I don't, I don't remember. remember. Yeah, he I did. Know he's a good player. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, the Raptors thing. So signed a four year, seventy two million dollars. So with all that being said, Anunoby and Jared Allen combination. How you like them apples? So, hey, that would be nice, especially with Fred Drake Van Bleet. Nah, <laughs> but um, it will probably it will work. It will, you know, keep them respectable, and we'll see. Well, first of all, it's German, so it's Fred Fentfleet. I found out oh, that the V's are Fs. Yeah. Ah, yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, Frank Vogel. Uh, Vogel means bird in German. It, well, his oh. name would be Frank Vogel. Oh shit! That's how you say it. That shit is right. Uh, uh, Volkswagen, right? Right. It's actually yeah. f- Volkswagen. Volkswagen. No, no, no. Folks, folks, folks. Volkswagen. It's the car of the people. Mm-mm-mm. At number mm-hmm. 24, Tyler Lydon. Uh, he was involved oh, in a trade. What trade was that? I forget. Oh, that, 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 ah, it's everywhere. Okay, so I had to get the arrow. Here we go. Oh, this is the Donovan Mitchell trade. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, <laughs> uh, Utah receives a rise to Denver's 2017 first round pick. Uh, so, the Nuggets were like, I don't, we don't want any of these players. We want to mm-hmm. backdrop a little bit. We want the number mm-hmm. 24th pick. Uh, and we want Trey Lyles too. Oof. All of this for Donovan Mitchell. Man, well, I say it was worth it. But imagine though, a Mitchell Murray backcourt. Yeah, that would with, be really with fun. Jokic, it, oh we would God, be talking. I... Yeah, we'd be talking oh. about the Nuggets being the number one seed and not the. Uh, oh my God! Not the Jazz. That would be ridiculously fun to watch. But look, what happened to Tyler Lydon? Six He's nine. Trash. No, well, hold on now. Six nine Syracuse. Yeah, have you been watching a lot of so there's still basketball going on, right? Jacob, there's the uh, uh, what was it? The, we just mentioned the big three, the big three mm-hmm. with Ice Cube with the older mm-hmm. players, which is a mm-hmm. lot. I I love watching, I know some people think it's sad to see the old players try to play. Mm-hmm. I like watching, you know, I mean, that's the reason why we're doing this. We want to know where are they now. Mm-hmm. The big three is the ultimate where are they now, uh, oh. uh activity for NBA mm-hmm. junkies. But the other, the other tournament that's going on, and they're playing right now as we're speaking is the, the 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 big tournament uh it's the tbt tournament i forgot the basketball tournament mm-hmm. and Leiden is playing for bayheim's army the syracuse alumni why, why am i not supply why am i not surprised because people loved him they thought he was going to be like the next freaking big thing tyler hansborough that could shoot whatever the hell you want to call him he was so because i live i live upstate so yeah. you know obviously i'm around a whole bunch of syracuse and this guy was supposed to be it you're, you're wearing syracuse no the hell i ain't yeah that's mellow man Wearing Melo's yeah, jersey. Any, anyway, anyway, it ain't Syracuse. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
Love, but um, Stuff yeah, Tal- <laughs> but yeah, Tyler Lydon is supposed to be really, really good, and he just he screamed freaking bench piece. Mm. I just saw it. He was just he didn't really offer anything. Yeah, he has some moments. Syracuse getting to the tournament. He has some great scoring games, and of course, your stock builds up. You're in Syracuse, New York. Obviously, you're gonna it's gonna be there. People are gonna notice you and. I just, I didn't see it. And plus, well, it, and it, which made no sense because at that time, you know, you had Lyles and then it's pretty much the same. I just, yeah. <laughs> made no sense. Same position. So okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well we're going to see here that uh, he's being compared to Nikola Meritic, but at this point, he'd be lucky if he has mm-hmm. a European career of, of um, Nikola Meritich. Also, I noticed that he is also promoting a basketball camp this offseason, but he is playing in the TBT tournament. Have you caught any of that TBT tournament? No, actually, I never get a chance to watch it. It's pretty interesting. It's another uh, where are they now uh, uh, kind of deal as well. It's pretty cool mm-hmm. to see some of the names uh, that are somewhat recognizable at this point. And mm-hmm. you are, are you're kind of wondering if they're going to make it back into the league or if they're going to go back to Europe or if they're going to go back to – their uh, non-basketball lives. So it's pretty interesting. But unfortunately for Leiden, he did finish with a negative. And I say finish because he hasn't played in a while. His last season was in 2018, 2019. He, but Bleacher Report, I'm convinced they love their white boys. B plus for Tyler Leiden and, uh, and the pick here for the Nuggets. Leiden isn't quite strong enough to survive the NBA yet, but he should get there. Mm-hmm. But he's only played in 26 career games. Yeah, he was strong. Well, yeah. Bayheim's Army is playing tonight, so and they're a, a favorite to win the tournament, so we'll see. Hmm. Uh, you think they uh, go crazy up in upstate New York if the uh, Syracuse alumni team wins the big tournament here? I wouldn't be surprised. There's nothing else up here. <laughs> Speaking well, of they nothing. Can, they can claim um, Brianna Stewart, though. Oh, all right. It's well, a nice fallback option. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, nothing happens around here, uh, Philadelphia receives the rights to Orlando's 2017 first round pick, <laughs> number 25, in exchange for a 2020 first round pick via Oklahoma City and a 2020 second round pick. So, Philly really, after getting faults, really just wanted a throwaway pick. They didn't give a shit. Yeah, like, this was want. a stash. Yeah, trust the process, right? Well, <laughs> and of course, uh, uh, the magic. Oh, wait a minute. I just saw wait. Serge Ibaka. I said I just saw Serge. Okay. Or the, how did the Magic get this pick originally? Well, they received Toronto's 2017 first round pick um, and Terrence Ross. We just mentioned him, right? Terrence Ross. Terrence Ferguson, mm-hmm. Terrence Ross. Mm-hmm. And, then the, and the Raptors got Serge Ibaka, which ended up being a good pick for them because Ibaka was on that championship team. Yes, he was. Uh, so Anzesh Paseknicks out of Latvia. Yay. Don't you love Latvia players? I'm good. You're good. Yeah, I think yeah, I had enough. Chris, I had enough. enough. Yeah, he, he pissed me off enough. Okay. Well, this guy's a real giant, but obviously a stash pick for the Phillies. I'm sorry, the 76 just Sorry. <laughs> oh, surprise, surprise. He needs his body to fill out. Uh, he did play with Chris Porzingis, actually. Has mm-hmm. some range, but he needs to be tougher and stronger. As Oh, that oh, that sounds familiar. That's, that was, wow. Yeah, you're really not letting that one go on. Huh? Nah, well, it's true. Did you do you not see that guy play? I mean, dude, he he showed. I follow him on Instagram. This dude shows every 
moment he's in the damn gym bulking up, oh, I'm doing this, and they still wait. Pasenkis or or Pasenkis? has. I'm I'm kind of worried about him. He's basically disappeared from social media. Uh, he his Twitter is non-existent, and his uh, actually non-existent in the sake that he doesn't keep up with it. And his Instagram is the last pictures of him and his mom being together, but that was about eighty weeks ago. Yeah, I damn. snooped around. I snooped around. Yeah, you re- <laughs> wow. Yeah, man, I do my research. Ante Tomish, so I, I honestly don't remember this guy. That? I, don't I don't remember know. him at all. Well, that's I know Ante Zizek or whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Pasek makes in limited time has become a negative player, and Bleacher Report hates this pick. C plus. Don't expect to see Peseknik's in the NBA anytime soon. In 2019, the 76ers renounced their draft rights to Peseknik. So that that just shows to you how much they really cared about this pick after they got the Markel Fultz uh, mm-hmm. selection. Has only played in 28 NBA career games. Signed with the Wizards, but was waived in January of 2021. And like I mentioned, it has never been heard of ever since that game. Uh, he did like, uh, you, you talked about it. I think he did like uh, Perzingis working out. So you mentioned yeah. that. Let's move on to number 26, Caleb Swanigan. Uh, and I believe, is this the... Ah, okay. I, this should be the Blazers pick, even though it says Blazers. Uh, this should be the Blazers pick. Portland receives Cleveland's 2017 first-round pick for Cleveland's 2018 first-round pick that was previously acquired. Yeah, this I'm getting a headache just trying to figure out where, what the hell's up with these draft picks. I, like I said, this is probably the, the thing I hated the most about doing the research for this was mm-hmm. where the hell do these picks come from? Why did this team get this pick? Anyway, mm-hmm. I'm out of breath. Uh, can you read the, what you see there, buddy? Absolutely. A really hard worker, passionate rebounder, intangibles, lacks athleticism, weight concerns, which is actually going to play into that in a little bit. Oh, and this, okay. Yeah, this made no sense because you just got Zach Collins early in the draft. So they pulled the Bulls and pulled the Knicks and started just trying to rack up power forwards. <laughs> Well, Collins has a little bit more upside. Um, the work ethic, as you can see, 6'9", 250. The, the wake issue was a, was real for Caleb Swanigan mm-hmm. out of Purdue. But uh, everybody, uh, the common theme was, oh, he's a hard worker, hard work ethic. The comp is Ike Diagu, which I'm not quite sure how I feel about that because I feel like Diagu might be a little bit more athletic. Yeah, just- he was okay. But I see went well before he came. Well, Swanigan was... Decent, like he had a decent body coming into the league, and Diago had the same thing. I, yeah. So I kind of get it. But well, Swanigan's a negative player after uh, uh, in his NBA career, short NBA career. Uh, the pick was not well received, as you mentioned. Why you get Zach Collins and, and then Kelly Swanigan and with the second first round pick that you get? It's a B minus for Bleacher Report. Mm-hmm. Swanigan will be a beast on the boards and a physical low post player, and that's the nicest thing I could find for Kelly Swanigan. Uh, Picked by Portland, traded to the Kings, only to be traded back to Portland in January of 2020. <laughs> uh, what I say, there's a boomerang effect going on in Portland with these big men. Mm-hmm. It's like the third or fourth player that we mentioned that went back to Portland eventually. <laughs> uh, he was involved in the January uh, 2020 trade that involved Trevor Ariza. Oh, that's right. Okay, so that's how he got back to Portland was in the Trevor Ariza deal. Uh, did not play in the bubble for personal reasons, and now he's a free agent. Um, what if the Knicks signed Kelly Sonnegan? Would you be happy? No, not at all. What, the second reincarnation of Michael Sweetney? You're not a fan of that? No, nah, I'm good. Thanks, though. Uh, you know about Michael Sweetney. <laughs> Unfortunately. Uh, we talked about uh, the Lakers getting busy late in this draft. And here it is, Jacob. Kyle Kuzma. It's my guy. Number 27 pick overall. I really like this pick. Me too. 
and uh, and we mentioned that uh, this is this draft pick is littered with uh, with failed Brooklyn Nets uh, trades. Here's another one: Boston has the option to swap picks with Brooklyn in 2017 or 2018 with the first round, 2016, 20 the uh, first round pick mm-hmm. with Jalen Brown. I hate mm-hmm. reading this; it's, I'm getting mm-hmm. a headache. No, I but, just love this. I just love this. Well, yeah, and I'm sure Leon, our buddy Leon, loves it too. But this is one of the picks that were made in order to get uh, Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce, Jason Terry, all those veterans. I thought the Mellow pick, and I will say this, and Nick fans over me, I I did not want Mellow the way he came. But I thought that was bad because one of our picks turned into Jamal Murray, you know, and then Aldridge. But this might have taken the cake. Freaking Jalen Brown, Lillard, like, God damn, people. Like, what is – shit, no comment. Go ahead and read uh, Kyle Kuzma's vitals as you see them on screen, and go ahead and read his mock draft notes. Stretch four with the highest ceiling, versatile athlete, open eyes at the combine, can shoot, rebound, and pass, which he is really good coming out of Utah. I liked him. I was hoping we moved up some way to get him, but, you know, it didn't happen. But I really like Kyle Kuzma. The dude, is, he has his ways, his tendencies that people might not like, but you put him in a better situation than the Lakers, I think he would honestly really break out to where he needs to be. Every time I see him, I feel like he's a small forward, but he's 6'9", and he's listed yeah, as a power a forward. Kid. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. He just, I don't know why he looks so small. I don't know if it's Maybe. because he's playing next to uh, well, guys like Julius Randle, Brandon Ingram, and then now LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Maybe that's why he looks kind of small to me. Or mm-hmm. just the versatile athleticism that he has displayed and this high skill set that he can uh, potentially have. But again, when in doubt, when it's a skinny power <laughs> forward that can shoot, just... Use Jared Jeffries as the comp for it. I don't know where that comes from because Jared Jeffries can never fucking shoot. I, I want to know where in Indiana did he shoot in any kind of way. Yeah, Leon, Leon, uh, already alluding to what I uh, what I'm mentioning, what I'm trying to allude here is that LeBron James doesn't like uh, dealing with young players unless they're really no. super athletic and good, like Kyrie Irving. Although Irving wasn't athletic, but he was full of skill and uh, just and uh, point guard know how. And that's what made him so good. And and the mm-hmm. skill level. Oh, my God, the skill level. But Kyle Kuzma is still a work in progress. And LeBron James, as you know, he has a biological clock ticking. Mm-hmm. Henry Ellenson is the other comp here. 1.5 VORP, which all things considered, that's not too bad. That makes him the 16th best player in this draft, according to VORP. C- minus for Kyle Kuzma and the Lakers. Kyle Kuzma out of Utah which per most draft boards is a significant reach. Did you think he was a significant reach back in 2017, Kyle Kuzma? No, no. He was late first round, but he was skilled enough to go at least top 15. He was better than, you know, some of these guys actually went in the top 20. Yeah. And no, they, this is a steal at that point. Yeah. And uh, as mentioned, Leon says LeBron broke him. I think once <laughs> Ant- Ant- I think once Anthony Davis was uh, acquired, there was like no use for Kyle Kuzma. So mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm not sure if is he a free agent or not. I didn't write that down. Mm, they've been looking to trade him actually. Yeah, that's true. Moving on, uh, Tony Bradley. So this is a, a not a Lakers pick. This is a Utah Jazz pick. This is part of the uh, what, what's this deal? Uh, this is Utah receives the rights to the Lakers 2017 first round pick number 28 for Tony. And they use that to get Tony Bradley. Mm-hmm. Utah gives away the number 30th pick, which they use for Josh Hart. And they also get the 42nd pick the Lakers do. So the Lakers got very busy late in the draft. Uh, and then do we want to know how the Lakers got this one? Yes. They received it from Houston 
along with Corey Brewer for Lou Williams. So we just mentioned Lou Williams earlier today. Mm-hmm. Lou Williams. Tony Bradley, 6'10", 250 out of uh, North Carolina. A lot of North Carolina players, huh? I did mention that three of them were drafted here. Mm-hmm. Freshman, one and done. 7'4", wingspan, does not shy away from contact. Needs better offensive game. We'll have to go to the G League. Clifford Roger. I think I had his rookie card back in 95, was it? Cliff Jesus. Wow. You remember Cliff Roger? Nah, <laughs> not at all. You're a card collector. You don't have a card of Clifford Roger? Hell no. <laughs> That's the kind of shit you put in a bike spook. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, 95 draft. That was the uh, Jason Kidd draft, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, 94. 94, 90, 94 is... Yeah, because that was Grand Hill. Yeah, 94 because it was Grand Hill, Jason Kidd. Yeah, that that was the first time Nashburn. in my life that I bought uh, an entire rookie set. i never done That's it before. Dope. That's awesome. Yeah. And only three, I... only three players were worth mentioning in that draft. So Pretty much. Well, Eddie Jones, Brian Grant. I Eddie guess. Jones, yeah, yeah, Eddie Jones. Brian Grant. Um... Mm-hmm. Uh, Dumas. And oh, Dumas. Dumbass. No, it's Tony <laughs> Dumas. Tony <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> uh the grade uh first of all bradley is surprisingly a positive player according to vorp that that's the upset of the century so that makes him mm. the 18th best player huh you talk mm. about 2011 being a weak draft uh but here's a grade. it's a b a solid b he's not a great interior presence on the offensive end he doesn't pass the ball well he's a good mm. rim protector i honestly haven't seen a lot yeah he's only averaging 12.6 minutes per game out of utah mm. what what do you see uh, out of tony bradley he's a Freaking okay shot blocker. That was about it. I don't. He's one person that just. He he's gonna be that guy, that just gets moved around as a throw-in, and you hope to get some kind of production out of him. And if yeah. you need size, you'll have him on your squad. That's pretty much Tony Bradley in a nutshell. Well, he's uh, been thrown in a few times. He's already on his third team. Has only played sixty-five NBA games. What's up? I think he left school too early. You th- wow wow. He, I really think he, he was one of the players that left school way too early. If he stayed, you know, another year or so, he would have been a lot better than what he is right now. Well, he was also involved in a three-team trade that was uh, that, that also involved fellow first-round pick Terrence Ferguson, who we just talked about. He's now a restricted mm-hmm. free agent. Um, I don't know. You don't seem to be too optimistic about uh, Tony Bradley and his free agent prospects. No? Okay. Well, we'll see. I mean, the NBA is always looking for shot blockers, so he was a good one. The next one I like. Derek White. Not a white boy. As God, we yeah, sound that, like a bunch of but, racist minorities but the, here. But the, that dude's forehead and that fucking hair, dude, he needs to cut that shit. Oh, I, I, oh my God, I can't stand it. <laughs> I, I don't know what it, I'm telling you. When you see it, look up a picture of Derek White when you get a chance and you just look at yeah, his hair, dude. I'm looking. I don't remember it. Uh, it being so yes. controversial, but you obviously have an issue. What? It's just that a, shit is it's terrible. It's just Cut a throw, shit. man. That shit ain't no fro. That's a fucking throwaway, you know. A throwaway fro? I mean, just get that shit out of it. Look, 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 look at the receding of the head. Oh, hell no. I see what God, you're saying. Look, God, it was quick too. He go, he goes from that to God and those teeth, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, those, the, yeah, that's a, those teeth. God. Damn. <laughs> oh my god my you're god. describing him like he's popeye jones he's not that he's ugly man ugly as fuck. what about looking if it's like, short like this do you like it short like that yeah, there you go yeah it looks decent yeah right looking like, looking like a little brother malcolm what about with the with with, with the brillo pad on top do you like that terrible. he's a good player felipe you're racist making fun of black people hair like that how, how dare you how dare you sir 
I'm offended now. But what? I, I like to, I you don't, don't even have hair. See, I, I, I make it look good though. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. Some people but can now, do it and then some people can't. That's true. That is true. But yeah, definitely he came out of Colorado. You know, good sleeper pick for the Spurs. Surprise, surprise. Like they don't do this every year. <laughs> um, talented scorer, good ball handler, impactful defender. He reminds me, I don't like, what did they say? What was his? Etoine Moore, no, I wrote down. I like, he was more of a Antonio Daniels kind of me. Like, he's ah. I like Antonio Daniels rather than Etoine Moore. Uh, really quick, uh, 29th pick overall for the Spurs, 6'4", 190 out of Colorado, like you mentioned. A senior, so one of the rare seniors in this first round. Um, uh, Division two player, impressed at the draft combine. So it, people, uh, for those uh, young players listening, uh, you can really make or break your stock at the combine, even though it, it's probably the cool thing to not go and attend and just skip them. But uh, you're seeing a lot of guys who went from second rounders like this guy, Derek White, who was supposed to, as you can see, CBS has him as a 32nd pick overall in the mock draft going 29th, like Bleacher Report expected him to. So, and again, I don't like the Eton Moore pick, but it seems like when in doubt, just pick Eton Moore. There's a lot of players like that. <laughs> when in doubt, uh, a, a, a combo guard like that, just use Eton Moore. Moore. <laughs> uh, when in doubt, uh, a stretch four, a lanky guy, Jared Jeffries. <laughs> There's another guy too uh, that keeps getting mentioned. I forgot his name already, but uh, anyway, oh, uh, could be a potential playmaker. Three point six warp. So that hey, that's not bad. I mean, like you mentioned, that's all that Spurs do is just get uh, good players this late in the draft. Uh, he's the eighth best player in this draft, despite the fact that he's only averaging twenty four and a half minutes according to warp. Mm-hmm. So th- that's impressive. A minus. Surprise, surprise. The San Antonio Spurs made a smart pick at the tail end of the first round. In other news, grass is green, water is wet. <laughs> That's great. I'm Mexican. Wait, Jacob's black. No, there, no. There you go. That, that's I all Bleacher you, Report, man. That's I thought you report. put that down. I say they, they could have used that one. No. That, that's, see the quotes, man? Come on. I know. I, like I know. I cite my sources. Come on. Yeah. Uh, and he was rewarded handsomely with improving every season in the league. And he signed to a four-year, $70 million extension. Mm-hmm. And we told you that the Lakers got busy late in this draft. As you can see, it's yellow on both ends here. <laughs> at the 30th pick and the 42nd pick. We're almost mm-hmm. done, gang. I promise. We're, we... Lights at the end of the tunnel. A lot of players to cover. If we want to do a thorough job in describing and seeing what they what they were back then and what they are now. Josh Hart, 6'5", 210, Villanova. I always like Josh Hart. Do you always like Absolute, Josh Hart? Absolutely. Winner. Proven winner. Another so senior. Another mm-hmm. senior out of this class. The next Malcolm Brockton. I actually like that comparison because they both can shoot it. I think he's a little bit more athletic. The, the IQ is there for both of these players winning organization, you know, winning schools. One went to Virginia, UVA, other, you know, went to Villanova, two winning programs, championship winning teams. Yeah. I wanted Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, yeah. That still pisses me off to this day because of where he went and we could have snatched them, but neither here or there, but yeah, two players that I really like and Josh Hart, I would actually love to have him on the squad. Well, he's being compared to Keith Bogans, and as a Bulls fan, um, he's the yeah, guy who gets blamed damn. for Derek Rose's shortcomings as a, a team's accomplishment, mm-hmm. lack of team accomplishment. Well, we would have had a better shooting guard, but well, we got stuck with Keith Bogans. <laughs> Keith Bogans was the guy that looked like he would just wait for you to come out of the store with something, count your money, and try to rob you. He just had that look. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm just, he just... Well, Despite Josh Hart's kind of like shortcomings, he's only averaging 26 minutes a game. Uh, mm-hmm. Doesn't do anything spectacular. 
he does have a 1.9 VORP, which puts him as the 14th best player in this draft. 60 players were drafted. 54, 55 have actually seen the NBA mm-hmm. floor. So that's – and I've always liked Josh Hart. I, I, it's Again, the, the whole thing with LeBron James being on the team and mm-hmm. kind of uh, suppressing a lot of their uh, development. Although you can also argue well, if they were that good, they would have developed a long, a long time ago. This is why mm-hmm. we have a, a three- or four-year window nowadays. And in this case, we're graduation day. <laughs> Uh, he got an A from Bleacher Report. Frankly, it's surprising a veteran like this shooting guard could sneak into the first round. Okay. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. But, <laughs> um, he's been improving little by little since draft night. The, your 2018 Summer League MVP. Uh, he would eventually get traded along with Lonzo Ball uh, to the Pelicans for Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Uh, summarize Josh Hart's career up to this point there, Jacob. Uh, he's just a good rotational player that can step in and lead a team, whether it be starting or off the bench. And he's going to be around for a long time. That's what usually happens. Next up on the docket, Jordan Bell. We're almost done. I promise, folks, Jordan Bell. This is part of the uh, – actually, this is the Bulls saying, yeah, we don't want this. You want this? And the Warriors are like, yeah, we, we'll take Jordan Bell. And I remember Bulls fans v- being very angry about this. Like, why would you trade away Jordan Bell? We could use a guy like him. But, yeah. <laughs> Basically, uh, the Bulls got my favorite player of all time, Jacob. You know who it is? Who? Cash considerations. There you go. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah, man. He never fails. 6'8", 225, power forward center combo out of Oregon. Junior. uh, I mean, as you can see, USA Today thought he was a first-round talent. So the Bleacher Report. He was. uh, CBS has them pretty much correct. 39th Mm -hmm. pick. He got selected 38th pick. Um, again, the combine was a big, uh, help to him, mm-hmm. uh, quick athletic can defend all five positions. He needs to bring an offensive game though. Energy <laughs> bowl outlaw. I like bowl Ooh. outlaw. I always like bowl outlaw. Yeah, that's a nice one. Oh yeah. Yeah. With the goggles ball. Yeah. I remember him. who wore Sons. it better hammer or, or Horace Grant bowl outlaw or Horace Grant. Bowl outlaw was cool. Well, I like <laughs> Horace Garrett. No, he always had the white goggles. It was pretty cool. It was different. He had like he had his own thing. But um, actually, Horace Grant, you know, let's the ties, the family. I believe he is either the uncle. I think he's of, Jer- Jeremy Grant's uncle. Jeremy Grant's uncle. Yeah, there you go. A brother, a twin brother, of Harvey Grant, and there's there another Grant. So mm-hmm. the, the Grants are a hell of a underrated basketball uh, family there. You know, unlike the Jordans. Oh shit. What? I said shit, man. Yeah, it there was running away from the DNA in that one. <laughs> I mean, shoot. Um, that's a different story for a different time there. Absolutely. Uh Jordan Bell, despite limited playing time, um has decent no, actually not even decent uh shooting percentages. <sighs> uh Leon is laughing about Keith Bogans. <laughs> <laughs> uh thank you for being specific there on your LMAO there, Leon. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, Oh, man, I'm sorry. I just had to say it. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan Bell's the 17th best player in this draft at 1.1 VORP, uh, despite only averaging 12.1 minutes. So the pickings are slim in this draft class, as you're yeah. seeing. But I definitely saw how – sorry to cut you off, but I Go see ahead. why Bulls fans would have wanted him because his coming out party was in that NCAA tournament. Yeah. And his oh, stock yeah. rolled. So yeah, everybody, oh, Jordan Bell, working. Oh, yeah, we want him. But I could, I could see. Well, you know how it is, man. The guy named Jordan. Oh, come on. The last time we had a Jordan. <laughs> oh, well, this, this is going to happen. It's going to bring us back to prominence. 
So, mm. I send them back to Providence, Rhode Island at this point. Uh, <laughs> but Bleacher Report love this pick. A plus Warriors add yet another incredible talent to their ever growing coffers. It kind of reminds me of how they describe the Spurs. Oh, here Spurs doing Spurs things. Well, the Warriors are now a part of that class. Mm-hmm. I, it makes sense. Steve Kerr. Mm-hmm. I almost say that he's part of that Greg Popovich tree. He did play for him for a long time. Um, Anyway, I think that's enough. I mean, he's back with Golden State, but he's been traded three times in his career. So, <laughs> so much for that. I mean, what do you think is Jordan Bell, uh, Jordan Bell's uh, downfall in the NBA so far? Couldn't score. Yeah, <laughs> Just, yeah. It never came. I mean, there's only so much you can do around the basket, but he just never got it. You know, he was just like a power, just get it down, offensive rebound, dunk it, go the other way. But he never really developed anything. Yeah, very yeah. tough though. Tough. Well, we'll see uh, how the second stint with the Warriors turns out for him. Now, here's mm-hmm. a guy I really love, Thomas Bryant. Bryant. Oh, I, lo- I got excited when I saw his name. I didn't realize that he was drafted by the Lakers though. That's, mm-hmm. I thought he was Definitely always a trade. Mm-hmm. Well, here's a trade right here. Uh, well, this is the trade on draft night. Um, mm-hmm. Utah receives the rights to the Lakers. Oh, okay, this is the Tony Bradley deal. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Lakers got Josh Hart and the Lakers came out like bandits in this draft. They got Lonzo ball, Josh Hart. Uh, I'm missing a name here. Um, well, they, they got had Thomas Bryant too. And Thomas Bryant. They just never uh, used it. Patient with him. Yeah. Kyle Kuzma. Mm-hmm. I mean, wh- who's running the show? Is Magic Johnson? Is he running? The, or or is, he, uh, is it the agent at this point? Palinka. Sh- might as well. well it might've been Magic Johnson at that point. Oh, I don't trust Magic Johnson. No, he, that, this is too good for Magic Johnson. <laughs> I mean, Magic Johnson's a great businessman. I don't know about basketball uh, uh, front office savvy? acumen. Savvy, thank you. But Thomas Bryan, number 42 overall, uh, drafted by the Jazz, but you know, part of that Lakers deal. 6'11", 250, Indiana, uh, sophomore. Uh, mm-hmm. Was supposed to go in the second round. A steal, elite size with high ceiling, not very quick or athletic. He's a big energy guy with large wingspan. Dwayne Coswell. You remember Dwayne Coswell? I remember the name. I just don't remember the player. Like Every time I heard Dwayne Coswell, I always thought that they were talking about the Jetsons. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> uh, but Thomas Bryant, man, I love Thomas Bryant. 2.8, mm-hmm. that makes him uh, the 11th best uh, player according in this draft, according to Vorp. So you know who else has a 2.8 Vorp? They got selected way higher than Thomas Bryant. Mm. Ooh, who was it? Laurie Markinen. Mark him up. Mark him up. He is finished. Uh, the finished flash. But Markinen uh, plays way more minutes than Thomas Bryant uh, in, uh, in mm-hmm. their career so far. He's played more games. Uh, but Bryant uh, has already averaged double digits in limited amount of playing time, has um, just as many rebounds. 7.1 for Markinen in his career, 6.0 for uh, Thomas Bryant. And that's what. Nine minutes less of playing time than marketing. So mm-hmm. there's a lot to like about this kid. B plus, uh, the quote from Bleacher Report, Jay Billis probably soon at the thought of Thomas Bryant's wingspan, which is seven, <laughs> six. Mm-hmm. Has played for the Wizards the last three seasons after signing a three-year, $25 million contract, has taken advantage yep. of limited playing time. Uh, I mentioned averaging a double digits in scoring, and he's currently recovering from torn ACL. Mm-hmm. Uh, what can you say about Thomas Bryant that I haven't mentioned already? He improved his three-point shooting. Oh, that'll help. Uh, I'm assuming that Leon is talking about Thomas Bryant being a valuable on a fast-paced team. Mm-hmm. Uh, sounds right. But he looks 
pretty damn good with the Wizards. I can tell you that much. Absolutely. These two last two I love, man. Yeah, right. well, I don't. I have a uh, – Morris, yeah. Brooks, I'm pretty mad about, although I had him on my fantasy team, and I didn't, he didn't do what I thought he was going to do. But you're going to see something that's going to rock your world here. But mm-hmm. how, this is a draft day uh, a trade. Memphis receives a rise to Houston's 2017 yep. second-round pick. Mm-hmm. And all they had to do was give up a future second rounder. So this is so. the Grizzles. 6'6, <laughs> 220. Another player from Oregon that gets mentioned in this uh, podcast, Jordan Bell being the other guy in the second round. Junior. Uh, Grizzles probably reach a little bit because based on the mm-hmm. mocks, 50 51 overall pick, he goes 45th overall. But the, he's the Pac 12 player of the year in a conference that had Fulton Ball. What do you think about that yep. one? Today, man, you got to be able to ball when you. Got to outdo Lonzo Ball, and also, like I said Pac-10 was pretty tough. So you got to have some game, like I said. And Dylan Brooks, I didn't really agree with. I thought they said he couldn't really shoot, and I'm seeing if that name is who I think it is. These mother, god damn, last athleticism, which is true. I mean, yeah. the size, he's six six. I think six six is good, and I think once you get there, your size is good. I think they're very tough. Usually, when they say size is uh, is is lacking, it's it's basically because he's kind of la- uh, lanky. Lanky, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm like, come on now, six six, come on. But yeah, he's very tough. He plays for Memphis, so you gotta have that mentality. Yeah, and he could shoot. He's a good shooter. Not a fan of the Jared oh. Dudley comp, though. Nah, I mean, nah, not at all. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it either, but. Uh, here's the problem. He's a negative 3.7 player, despite mm-hmm. the fact that he's been pretty productive. That means that negative 3.7, you're looking at the worst player of this draft. Uh, of the fifth of the 60 players that were drafted, only 56 have seen NBA minutes. Mm. And Dylan Brooks is 56 in according to Vorp. And I, I honestly don't know why. I yeah, don't, I don't know. know why. Damn sure better than Frank Nilakino. <laughs> uh, it's I mean, probably a defensive issue, probably because all he does is score and doesn't do much of anything else, doesn't contribute in other factors. That's my guess. Um, mm-hmm. But he, he got a B from Bleacher Report. Here's the quote from Bleacher Report. What is Dylan Brooks? He's not a consistent jump shooter, which means he'll fit in perfectly with the rest of the Memphis Grizzles. <laughs> so a little, they got jokes over there, just like I do. Uh, I mentioned the Vorp thing um, being the worst in the class. I've seen improvement in the game every season, however, especially when it comes to points per game. And he's currently signed to a three-year, $35 million contract. Uh, you mentioned you really like Dylan Brooks. Uh, anything else you want to chime in about Brooks before we move on? To the uh, he's per- he's a perfect fit in between 3J and John Morant. And like I said, Memphis was just a perfect team for him to show what he can do. And, and uh, 3J being Josh Jackson Jr.? Correct, the moon okay. And another Canadian, by the way. A lot of Canadians, you'll see. A lot of Canadians. I got to see something because I don't – his field goal percentage was at 40%. I mean, you're over 40%. You're doing something okay. I just want to see something, what it is. See if he proved them wrong. Field goal – come on, man. Sorry, give me a second. He's shooting eh, – 34% from three. Well, 30, he's a career 35% shooter from three, which is respectable. So. Yeah, but compared to uh, some other uh, some of these no, other guys. It should be better. It should be better. But I think he'll – his Vorpa improve over time. But I think there's sometimes when it's kind of flawed because, flawed because he's actually a really good player. Let's you watch see. them in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. is shooting three six, uh, 32%. 
with a 40% uh, 32% from three point land and mm-hmm. 40% from field goal percentage. So that's a, that's Dylan Brooks doing better than him. I'm trying to find like other players who, okay. So Markel Fultz, right? I mean, mm-hmm. th- that should be a good example. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned Dylan Brooks is at 42% from field goal range, uh, just anywhere on the floor, on the floor. Mm-hmm. Markel Fultz is at 45%. percent mm. And as far as three point goes, I mean, that we all know about Fultz's issues, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> Brooks at 35%, Fultz at 27%. But there's a chance that Fultz can turn things around. Oh, absolutely. He'll turn it around. Yeah. So I don't know. I was looking to see how that compares with other players. But, you know, sh- shooting percentages are, are a fickle thing to uh, mm-hmm. dissect yeah. here. Uh, Josh Howard for uh, Leon St. Josh Howard for who? Ooh, it uh, got to be Dylan Brooks. I actually Dylan Brooks? like that. I actually like that. I mean, Josh Howard was a really good player. I don't know if Dylan oh, Brooks yeah, is, is there. Yeah. Well, he's not as good defensively, but. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, but regardless, Brooks. Oh, yeah, I, I read that already. So that, that he's mm-hmm. the Grizzles believe in him. And I call him the Grizzles because it's fun that way. <laughs> Finally, Monte Morris. So this is why they skipped on Donovan Mitchell because they had a plan to get Monte Morris late in the draft. Hey. hey. <laughs> Monte Morris is good, though. And he had his breakout. He's another one that started, you know, once Murray went down and Monte got that playing time. Yeah. He's always yeah. Uh, shown glimpses of being mm-hmm. a very productive NBA player. 51st Absolutely. pick overall, then going to the Nugget in Denver, high, mile high city. 6'2", 175 pounder. Wow, that's really, really short. But he <laughs> went to Iowa State. He's a senior, so he went through the rigors of college basketball. He got picked right where the experts, the so-called analysts, uh, mock, mock drafters had him going uh, late in the second round. Shorthanded, future backup point guard, which he's decent point guard, backup point guard right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a good uh, ball handler, good yep. basketball IQ. Reminds some people of Mucci Norris, or as I like to call him, Mucci the Cat Norris, former Rockets player. Mm-hmm. You remember Mucci Norris over there? Yes, I do. Absolutely. He so, went from having a fro to the damn baldy. Oh, geez. Did he go bald? He went home? He did. He did oh, go bald. Man. Uh, yeah, uh, Leon agrees with that. That he, the Much, Amuchi, Monte Morris, uh, caps as a six man, um, in terms of upside. So, yeah, that's about right. But 2.9 Vorp, uh, that puts him top 10 in this draft class, uh, despite the limited playing time. Uh, it, you know what it is, Jacob? It, it's, mm-hmm. it's the ball, he takes really good care of the ball. Yeah, and I'm gonna tell you right here, but before we get to uh, the results here of his NBA career. Let's go to that grade. A, love. They love this pick at Bleacher Report. Point guard is the weakest position in the Mile High City, while Emmanuel Moutier continues to stagnate, and Jamal Murray sells in as a combo guard. So, yeah, this is the Emmanuel Moutier, um, what do you call it, era of uh, Denver mm-hmm. Nuggets basketball. And Moutier ended up with the Knicks, right? Yes, he did. He had a nice little run. How'd you like him with the Knicks? He was actually, listen, he had a few games where he, Somebody got a hold of him and like, listen, you can live up to your potential. And he did for a few games, but you know, the in, the inconsistency showed up again, and he was done. Where is Moutier nowadays? He played last I saw. He played for the Jazz, but I don't think he plays for them right now. Oh, that's right. You're right about that. Because he uh, was in the KP draft. Well, you know, 2015 draft. Cat KP and geez, all of them. Has it been that long? Godly. Mm-hmm. Six years. I can't wait to well, another, what, four years? Another four years we'll be uh, doing the 10-year reunion of that draft, the 2015 Crazy. draft. I can't wait to get your thoughts on that one. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> the, by the way, draft crates uh, from Bleacher Report are from Adam Fromile, uh, taken June 22nd, 2017. Mm-hmm. So 
uh, thank him for doing the hard work. And I'm just kind of regurgitating what he wrote back in 2017. Mm -hmm. But here, here's my take on it. So he has lived up to that backup point guard potential. He has this crazy assist to turnover ratio of Mm -hmm. five and one. So that means for every five assists, he only turns the ball over once. Mm -hmm. Mind you, he doesn't average five assists per game. Why? Because he doesn't get enough playing time. Nope. You got Jamal Murray there. It's hard to get playing time. But if he were to play a 36 minute per game on a 36 minute per game basis, he definitely easily. Yeah, it would extrapolate to five, five and one. Can he actually do five and one? I don't know. I don't, that's a lot of work being that lead guard, man, and things yeah. change. So exactly, but, exactly. But I, I think he's in a perfect role, though. I mean, Westbrook. I don't think Russell Westbrook gets in his wildest dream could ever get to five and one no, uh, no, in no, terms no. of assisted turnover ratio. Jameer Nelson. Hmm. As a comp, I'm assuming Leon Tompkins as a comp. Jameer Nelson. I uh, like that. Nelson a little bit shorter though. They both midgets. No, I'm kidding. Well, <laughs> but, and, and that's the thing. Nelson uh, is uh, is stockier while yeah, Morris, I was just about to see. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he has committed to play for Team Nigeria. I I did not see him on the Olympic roster though. But that Me was either. that was a story back in March and April that Monte hmm. Morris opted to play for Team Nigeria. Huh. Uh, how how bad are you that you can't even make Team Team Nigeria's uh, Olympic <laughs> roster? Either that or, or or they're still trying to uh, go through the litigation like yeah, like you saw with the women's team. Mm-hmm. The, uh, three American players of the women's uh, basketball team wanted to uh, be considered Nigerian so they could play for that team. And I don't know what the results were that. Were that uh, yeah, I'm not sure on that one. The decision was supposed to be done last week. So some, something we could uh, research further. But with all that being said, that is it. The 2017. It was only four years away uh, ago, but it seemed like an eternity ago as a lot has changed. Um, players who we thought were going to be there forever are no longer on those teams. Uh, final thoughts on the 2017 NBA draft before we- it was it was a great draft, man. I really it was, came out of stars like Mitchell, Tatum, Fultz is getting there. I mean, just John Collins being a steal and Lonzo Ball, Bam Adebayo. I mean, Donovan Mitchell, Luke Kennard, you know guys like that still making. Make it there. A lot of these guys got to the bag already, which is awesome to see. Well, it was three players I wanted to say. Okay. And one of Leon's guys that he's always talking about for the Pacers, Edward Sumner, okay. Dwayne Bacon for the Magic, solid player. Frank Jackson went to Duke. He played last for Detroit now, which are solid players. So those are three guys that actually went late in the draft, solid players. But my final thoughts, um, thank you, Felipe, for hosting the show. Always fun to do. I appreciate all that work you put in doing your spreadsheets that I can just read it, making things a lot easier. And so I appreciate it. And yeah, man. Uh, no, I appreciate you guys giving me this platform to do something. I always want, I, like I mentioned you and privately something I always wanted to do ever since I, I broke mm-hmm. in as a sports writer, uh, sports writer. Right. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I, technically I was writing about sports on, um, Hey, you're a sports basis. writer then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got I I did get paid for my services, so that was hey. happier times back then. Twenty thirteen, <laughs> uh, shout out to twenty thirteen, uh, the year twenty thirteen. Not not it's not actually a person named twenty thirteen. It's mm-hmm. actually literally the year twenty thirteen, which was man oh man, thirty year old Felipe. The 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 Jeez. the world was in his hand to take over the world, and uh, twenty thirteen is a special year for me, man. I tell you that much. <laughs> but uh, that's where it started, and one of the things I wanted to do was every year mm-hmm. I wanted to. Um, Take a look back at the drafts from 10 years ago 
and see how the drafts have progressed after four years. And I just mentioned to you, I would love to do a 20-year generational uh, overview. Uh, it would have been nice to look back at the 2001 draft, but the time's running out oh, of time. Oh, God. Kwame Brown. I mean, it, I mean, it's so pertinent right now. Oof. It, it, I mean, it, 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 we, people, I mean, why wouldn't you want to do this? Look back and see how it all relates to today's game and to today's Good players. Grief. And, and, and then with, with a 20 year stretch like that, now you're talking about who's going to be a hall of famer and it could be fun. Maybe, maybe some of the words on the line, we could, you, yeah. Leon and I could do it in August or September as we get closer mm-hmm. to the NBA season. They, um, that was very, yeah. I, Shane Battier's, Tyson Chandler, Oof, Eddie Gasol, Curry. Oh, Eddie Curry, Jason Richardson, freaking Eddie Griffin. Jesus, I ain't talking about the comedian. Yeah. Um, Pal Gasol, Atlanta's pick, man. That that's and what ifs. You know, yeah. you always get that what ifs. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Zach we, Randolph. We could see. Oh, grit and grind. Mm-hmm. And By the way, uh, Leon says that they mm-hmm. were that the Nigerian women, uh, actually, uh, the American women who wanted to play for the Nigerian team, they didn't were not allowed to play and they're still appealing. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Good luck to those ladies to um, see what they can. Jason Richardson killing in the big three. Leon says, thank you for that. That's right. He is. Oh, that's right. I did see him that he was a potential MVP player, but I forgot who the front runner is. But anyway, you mentioned Frank Jackson and um, a, 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 uh, Dwayne Bacon. Dwayne Bacon. Uh, yeah, I was going to be this close to mentioning them, but I decided not to uh, just for because uh, that's a lot of players that we covered today. But Dwayne mm-hmm. Bacon has a second worst VORP. On this list, surprisingly. Yeah, I saw your face. You're surprised too, huh? Oh, wow. So for that reason, I decided not to put him on there because, you know, if you're going to be negative, you might you don't deserve it. But Dwayne Bacon, Florida State, uh, 19.4 minutes per game. Um, not a good shooter so far in his young career. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is he playing? Is, th- is he still with the Magic? Orlando, yeah. Okay. Florida native. Ah, all right. So that's it. I'm tired. You're tired. I can see it in your eyes. But uh, thank you, guys. Uh, uh, Leon, I wish you were here to kind of uh, uh, be that third wheel or that triangle, that triangle <laughs> offense. All right. No. All right. Cut it off now. All right. And uh, for Jacob and on behalf of Leon, because he's seen here his spirit, we're missing the in the missing Leon formation. I am Felipe. This you've listening to Step Back uh, 2017 NBA Draft. We'll see you soon for the 2021 preview review yes, uh, live. I don't know what we're doing, but we're going to do something big. We did all this work and we're going to bring it to you. <laughs> so look forward to seeing everybody at the um, uh, NBA Draft that's coming this week. Thank you, everybody. Have a good night. You too. Thank you.